on this episode of the Soul Wars Time Show. Matt and Nick return after searching for Ezra in the unknown regions and diving into non-Star Wars projects like Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. They didn't find Ezra, but they do have a few new Star Wars items to discuss, including some new information about a group of characters that may actually find Ezra once the Ahsoka series kicks off this August. If you prefer the bad guys, fret not, the dudes will talk about Ahsoka's baddies as well, thanks to some new images and insights being released. If Andor is more your style, then you'll be eager to hear some new information on that series coming from Cassian himself. Of course, the show will end with the question of the week segment and the latest round of top five Star Wars fan artist features. Punch a Chewie. Let's watch the intro again because we've been gone for two weeks. <laughs> hey now, everybody. Woo! Yeah! We're back. And I see we got some uh, of, of the regulars in here. Some people I haven't seen in a while. Props, my man. It's been a few months. Then we got my boy, Joey C. Kingdom of Weird. And of course, it's always a pleasure when Lord Tones can join us considering his work schedule and that he's across the pond well so is kingdom of weird i just don't know if he has to get up so early but hey hey everybody we're here we're back did you miss us did you miss us yes my beard <laughs> is is about three i think i'm working on a month maybe even got the neck going i was gonna shave before the show but ran out of time because i had to i had to get my swole on after you know two weeks out at the coast um, but it's good to be back. You know, I was talking with Nick before we went live and I'm like, dude, does it not feel like we've been gone for about four months <laughs> and, and you know, two weeks, it goes quick in, in real life, but in star Wars life, star Wars time life, it does kind of feel like we just dropped off the face of the earth, which for most of the star Wars fandom, that's the case. Cause they don't know us or if they listen to us, I say something stupid and they quit. But for you diehards, it's good to see you back. It's it's nice to get a a bit of a welcoming party here for our return show. E two five six, talking some Ahsoka, talking some Andor, talking some Jedi Jedi Order sixty six is a farce at this point in time. I can't wait to get into the comments. Lots of comments on this week's question of the week, and and I I kind of want to talk to Nick about it. Like, or could we get too anal on some things that are canon from the OT? Or are some of the commenters correct? Because if you remember, us us old school fans, I mean, what does Yoda say to Luke in Return of the Jedi? Last of the Jedi you will be, right? Well, <laughs> that's not the fucking case anymore as we found that as the canon has exploded. So uh, this week's question of the week definitely uh, caught fire, as they say. Um, but here to go. Yeah, Nick's in the new house, everybody. He uh, has not set up his command center yet. Um, but luckily the cat's there, our mascot, she always joins the show. If you don't pay attention, Nick kind of strokes her Dr. Evil style. Yeah, um, but she but wants to rub her face all over the microphone, <laughs> which is why I have to move her. All hey, she, hey, she wants to participate. She's our, uh, yeah. you know, she's like our Fred. I need to train her on the soundboard and, uh, <laughs> she'll be ready to go and, and get herself a contract. Exactly. Um, 
But yeah, hey, we're, we're here. Nick's in his new place. I'm still in my tore-up basement. I have one, two, three, four, five hot toys unopened because I can't put them anywhere at this point in time. And uh, who knows if this basement's ever getting done, but the deck's finished. That's great. We got the new furniture in. TV's getting mounted. It's going to become my backyard oasis this summer. So uh, I'm feeling good. Feeling a little fat, too. You know me. I kind of like to torture myself fast and whatnot but the the two weeks at the coast i definitely let myself enjoy life a bit and uh, probably added a new role or two so i got a little more energy than you may be used to i'm not sitting here half dead on in the middle of a fast but nick it's it's good to see you um i'm glad you made the move i know you were doing some trips too and yeah. uh hey we're here we're, we're ready to cover the the minimal amount of star wars stuff that is released in the two weeks since we've been gone, um, just like Howard Stern, when he's on vacation, we had a death in the the Star Wars family. You know, Ray Stevenson died, uh, which is crazy to think that. I mean, he was just getting started on his Star Wars journey with uh, Balin Skull and Ahsoka, just 61 or I, I, yeah, I believe 61 years old. So that was a bummer. Yeah, he was. Um, so that happened when we were gone, but that, but that's about it. Uh, I mean, outside of the, uh, I don't know if anyone's following the strike, but SAG Astra just voted today to, I believe, go on strike, which would be the first time since either of those groups have done so since 1980. So they have kind of coalesced around the writers and they're trying to show these studios and streamers that, Hey, fuck you guys. Um, go ahead and you use AI for writing, but good luck for using AI for your, your, your talent your actors, so on and so forth. So uh, who knows what that means for our upcoming Star Wars. It sounds like the Acolyte wrapped. I don't know if that means they can work on post. I would assume so. But again, solidarity, you could have people leaving this, that, and the other thing. I'm sure you read the thing about Tony got called out and he had to leave Andor. So who the fuck knows, Nick? But this thing's looking like it is going to extend possibly beyond the summer but i think this this pack today with the other unions saying hey we're gonna leave too may force their hand yeah i think that once the actors strike it'll end quickly uh there's basically no way that you could run any sort of television or or movie studio with no actors and no writers uh so if they, I mean, it was a 97% vote to yeah. go on strike from SAG-AFTRA. So like, I'm at guessing this James point, Woods like, was in the 3%. I would assume so. <laughs> and uh, where, where's some of the other Chachi? Uh, what's his name? He played oh, Chachi. Uh, uh, Scott yeah, Bayo. Uh, Scott Bayo. Yeah. Uh, and there's another good one there. Uh, oh, Cap- uh, the Captain guy who Dan. played. Captain Dan. The guy who I, played in Highlander, Kevin Sorbo. Yeah, Sorbo. No, he wasn't Highlander. He was uh, Hercules. Uh, Hercules, that's what. Uh, there's some other like B-level talent that, you know, hey, I don't get jobs anymore in Hollywood because I'm Republican. No, it's just because you're fucking stupid and you have really shitty takes. Uh, <laughs> but here we go. Holy yeah. shit, we so, got Sir Door Chaos. Everyone's coming back. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I assume now that with the, the actor vote, this strike will be over within the month. And it is like, I, I sent this huge expose to nick today and i'm guessing he didn't read it i barely got through it 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 was like education but it's good if you're into this 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 whole new trend with streamers and how they're essentially make zero money and screw over the creator so on so forth uh i don't know what site it was axios something they they did like a, a deep piece it's pretty good a vulture i believe it was um, go check it out for sure. It, it really explains kind of why these companies are 
in trouble because they, they essentially spend to grow market share without deciding to make money at the same time. So that's yeah, why uh, some of this shit's all fucked up and they're trying to rob from the creators. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a real mess, but hey, that's, that's uh, not what we're here to talk about. We could go into, we, we've already done many dives into the right. whole streaming atmosphere and stuff like that. It all but, sucks. Uh, just be prepared for lots of shows to leave and other shows to not get made. It's just the, the new reality has sunk in and they've all realized we, we kind of put the cart before the horse and now we're paying for it and we're just going to inflict it upon the consumers. Okay. That's how capitalism works. Thank you. Yeah, like props is saying, lots of stuff in the in the you know the the entertainment industry or cities of the world are getting canceled. I mean, I don't feel too bad for props and scoundrel considering all the shit I get to see them do, but they missed out on the lasso deal. You lasso guy, Nick? Uh, I mean, I watched Ted Lasso, but I haven't Not watched current. the okay. end yeah. of season three. It's fantastic. Um, but anyways, all right, let, let, let's get into it. And, you know, it's a little pop culture talk. We, we, we kind of ease into the show. Not that we have a ton of meat to chew on today. But if you are in the live stream or if you want to join the live stream, you can do it. YouTube.com slash Star Wars Time Show 5P East on YouTube. Hook a brother up. Uh, but you see a, a, you know, graphic of Cal, our boy Cal Kestis. Um, around here, we call him Mr. Milk Toast. Uh, but I may have to change that designation, Nick. I may have to change it. I, mm-hmm. I finally completed the game. I took way too long to do it. I pissed around building decks and whatnot, but I finished it over the weekend. Definitely dropped the story mode, which I recommend for everyone that hates the combat and just wants to enjoy the story. Because after completing it, I can confirm it is a damn good Star Wars story. Uh, I would say the big twist, if you have a brain, you can kind of see it coming, but it still kind of hits in a way that's very dark. And, and really, Nick, that's, that's the theme in general of Jedi Survivor. That shit, it, it gets dark. I mean, it, it crosses into the High Republic era, brings that stuff into the OT, and by the end, I'm not going to lie, I got, a, I got a, a newfound respect for Cal Kestis. Um, he, he, be, he becomes more of a, an engaging character, more of an engaging force user. You can kind of see how his mind's working a bit and, and how the trauma of his past has affected what he's doing now. Uh, you get to flirt with the dark side a bit. Uh, and, and I like some of the concepts. So I, I know I'm not trying to sell this to Nick. I know he's going to play it whenever he plays it, if he ever does. But I, I really, uh, I still think the combat is off for this type of game, okay? So fuck all you people that think I suck and I'm a big whiny loser. Soulsborne should not be for a force user with a lightsaber. I'm sorry. It's, it's stupid. The platforming and the over-reliance on crazy long platforming sections like it's a fucking Super Mario game is also kind of stupid. But outside of that, the story is pretty tight. It adds a few new layers to the High Republic that bleeds into the OT. You get a bit more backstory on what was happening on Jeddah before Rogue One type of stuff. Uh, so outside of really sticking to just a few planets and not expanding the, the galaxy in the sequel, Survivor was better than the OG for me, Nick, by the time I, I, I got through it. Okay? Nice. 
Yeah, it's it's a good story. If anything, man, just just find YouTube and watch the cutscenes. Uh, yeah, I may do that because I just started playing Diablo Four, and I'm probably I know, dude. Well, that's why I, I had to wrap. I had to wrap <laughs> Survivor because I'm the asshole that bought you know TOTK, didn't finish Survivor, and then also from my buddy at Sony got the Ultimate Edition code of of D Four, and I I didn't even play it early. So now today, when the servers <laughs> are getting slammed, I'm like, oh fuck it, I'll just wait another day. But I had to get Survivor done. 4D4, you're, you're speaking my language. I'm going to try to do the, the Steam Deck hack for um, PlayStation streaming so I can maybe get a portable version of Diablo 2. <sighs> yeah, Chaos, I, Chaos, I know you're, 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 you're way better at gaming than me. Uh, you have more patience than anything else, so... Uh, I'm not, I'm not trying to, <laughs> I'm not trying to like, like get accolades for my gaming anymore. So there you go, Jedi Survivor... Great story. I still think the Soulsborne formula is just wrong for this type of game. But that's me. You can go tell me to eat shit. All right. Up next, real quick, before we get into Ahsoka, I saw this beautiful masterpiece yesterday. That's uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, the sequel to Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, you know, essentially the the animated movie that showed how varied and wild animation styles can get if studios allow their artists to just fucking go wild. And the sequel essentially follows up on the original, like, but times 10. You know, it's like it gave it a snort of cocaine in terms of just how wild the different visual styles get. But the movie's fantastic. It's a, it's a great middle act in a trilogy. It, um, it, 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 it pays off on the original. It expands upon a lot of Miles' uh, relationships and some of the things he's dealing with as a 15-year-old. And it covers the multiverse, in my opinion, brilliantly with all the different Earths they go to and, 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 and the spider people, so on and so forth. So if you dug into the Spider-Verse, you got to go see this in theaters. I mean, th this is a Dolby Cinema type of event, an IMAX type of event. I think the only thing I didn't love, Nick, is the soundtrack I think is better in the original. And it is a true fucking middle act. Like, it cliffhangs probably harder than Empire Strikes Back. Uh, but yes, it has I haven't seen the first one, so I haven't Okay, no I, I, I just, I figured everyone was in the Inner Spiders Burst because it, like, changed animation a few years back. Um, but it, it's awesome. Like it, it, it's fantastic. And I cannot wait for March to see the conclusion. Like that's how cliffhangy the end gets. You're like, okay, good guys. Things not looking good. Uh, Han Solo's captured. The, you know, the rebels are on the run. They just got fucked up on Hoth. Same type of vibes in across the spider verse. So check that shit out bring a kid. If you got one, um, it, it's just, it kicks ass. Nick, I highly, I know it's a cartoon. And you are above that. You need to watch Into the Spider-Verse and then this. I, I, I promise you, you will not be disappointed. <sighs> All right. Do you have any, any fun shit you want to share with these people here? <laughs> I didn't do. For the last two weeks, I've been moving into my house and then I went to my brother's wedding. I didn't do shit. So, no. Uh, go play Diablo 4. I'm level 17 because I've been playing it for... What class? What uh, class? Uh, I started with a necromancer, um, but I know that with. that class is like a little underpowered now. They're already like giving it some buffs. Um, but if yeah, you, I mean, if you had to guess, what class do you think I would gravitate towards? 
I mean, barbarian, but that's, that's also what I play D3 through as. So like, I think that like, if I don't, if I don't like really have uh, a fun time playing Necro, I may roll a barbarian because it's it's also the easiest class to play solo. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's definitely, uh, the, the barbarian is like very self-sustaining. So it's a very fun class to play solo and you can just like, Solo bosses, no problems. Told you, people. You know, those of you that listen to our scoundrels of the New Republic, uh, we did get some feedback, Nick. I don't know if you were uh, scanning the the, the socials. Uh, Obviously, our diehards checked it out, had some nice things to say. I think they're probably lying, but viewership, we we got our usual, you know, 8 to 10% of our total subs watched it. So, I don't know. I think we should keep doing it. We actually... uh, I think we're going to try to do something this month, right? Next two weeks, record uh, yeah. <laughs> episode two. If uh, once Nick gets settled down and he can dungeon master himself. Uh, but I don't know. Like I said, the, the feedback I got in Discord and, and some YouTube comments, it seems like they dig it. Okay. If anything, it's nice filler content from when our dumbasses can't speak live. So I say we keep at it. It motivated some art generation. Our boy Trevor, I don't know if you looked in Discord, he mid-journey some art. Um, If I was smart enough, I would have just shared it with everyone today, but I forgot, so fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't know, we'll we'll try it out. If you haven't checked it out, we released uh, both of our episodes. Um, I I think Nick would agree, you you may be better off kind of doing it episode one than listening to the prequel, episode zero. I don't know. What do you, what do you think's the better I, delivery? We we released one, then zero, so that's why I said it. But do you think they're better off starting I, with Phantom Menace and then getting into Attack of the Clones or what? Yeah, I would do zero and then one. Okay. Um, right. I mean that like that's just how we did it in order. And then uh, after that, it, it was really kind of like uh, like zero leads into one, even though you can like listen or watch one without having seen it before. Cause you still get introduced to the characters. You still get right. an idea of the, of the world and the time period that we're playing in. But there are some fun moments in, in, uh, in episode zero that I think that, uh, some people will enjoy that also have not been revealed yet in, uh, the proper episode one. So. There you go. Tone's saying he got 30 minutes in and threw up. No, he actually said he loved it, but <laughs> ran out of time. He had to like take a shit or something. So um, appreciate it. Uh, you know, like I said, it's it's a work in progress. Nick is the only one with any sort of experience. Trevor's got a, a, a little bit, maybe too much, uh, maybe too little too much, if that makes sense. I'm clearly the fucking wild person, but <laughs> big surprise. Uh, I lack patience and I am, I'm a method actor. I can't, I'm sorry. I mean, uh, it's, uh, we don't have to keep him secret anymore, but chief Matt Lou is a fucking psycho. All right. <laughs> he's a, he's a little short warrior bear, the bazooka, as we like to call him in Germany. All right. So that's how we do things here. Uh, but th- maybe next time if I remember, I'll, I'll share you some of the mid journey Trevor came up with. Yeah, We'd I'm, like I'm, all of you get, get out there. If you've got your subsidies, uh, AI generators, make us some art for the show. Cook up your own characters. Maybe we could do a contest and fans can submit their AI generated creations or self generated creations. And we can go from there. I just don't know how we're going to use them on the actual episodes, but it'd be cool to get our, our avatars for sure. Yeah. I think that uh, we can figure out some way to put them in there. I saw what Trevor generated for your character and his character and they look 
like his character in particular looks fucking awesome. And then like some of the four shots of, of what he cooked up for yours look really good too. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think we can get there. I, it's, I'm surprised neither of us thought about AI for this because we we're all like, yeah, let's fucking pay people or <laughs> try yeah. to ask some of our fans. Well, I think that's, like, well, that was the whole point. Like for me, I was like, avoid, I don't want to piss off the art AI. community to be like, yeah, right. to say like, hey, we did all of this for free with AI. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, hey, we tried people, but none of you wanted to do it for us. We even said we'd pay. So fuck you. That's why we went to the AI, just like Hollywood studio execs. We got to get shit done and keep it cheap. Uh Mine, uh, it, like, I'll try to describe it. I kind of, it started like, I, I started looking like Rocket Raccoon, wouldn't you say, Nick? Yeah, yours uh, But then yours it eventually, did. Trevor must have, you know, uh, edited the prompts and then eventually shaped more into an Ewok. But I do still kind of have, like, Rocket's uh, movie one orange look to me. Like, yeah. I got, like, that orange, burnt orange jacket. I got a kind of, like, some uh, chewy goggles from Solo. Uh, Solo. Yeah. And um, I just I need to add like bandoliers and like some other heavy weaponry. And I think I'm good to go. Maybe maybe even poke an eye out and give me a patch. So who knows? <laughs> but that's Chief Matt Lou. You guys can just if you listened. I'm sticking to that. I'm method. Like I said, me and Daniel Day Lewis, we go way back. All right, dude. So. You know, Empire, they 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 do this every summer, right, Nick? They, they tease about his stuff. Oh, that's right. Tones did one, too. And I think he gave me an eye patch. Shit. Forgot that. Sorry, Tones. Damn. See, they're all out there working for us. Love you guys. <laughs> he did. Like, like Tones nailed it. Now that I think about it, I'm probably just saying I want Tones' version because I saw it. And then I thought it was my own vision. Did he drop so that into the Discord somewhere? Yeah, yeah, it's in Discord. And he's he's exactly right. And I, I totally think I'm I'm essentially describing his art of me as what I want. So <laughs> good, good, good for you tones. Um, but anyways, getting into the star Wars stuff, uh, empire every summer, right? Nick, they're, they're, they're coming out with their big issues, glossy pages, lots of images and words about all the upcoming movies and TV shows for the summer and the rest of the year. Uh, the, the first one this summer, you know, detailed kind of what came out of celebration, Lucasfilm plans, movies, Dave talking about his movies. And the next issue is getting a lot of Ahsoka love. Okay. So one of the, actually this is an empire yet. Uh, EW is also running some Ahsoka coverage here, but they sat down with Diana Lee in Osanto. And if you're not familiar with who that is, that is Morgan Elsbeth from the Mandalorian, the Ahsoka episode. She's also going to star in Ahsoka. Uh, she's also related to Bruce Lee. Um, but they, she sat down with EW to kind of talk about the Elsbeth character and, and her experience with her and, and kind of finding out that, hey, you're getting a second life with this character. Because as you'll see in this article, Nick, they didn't even tell she didn't even know her character's name until yeah. she watched the episode. Like that's how kind of blank canvas Morgan Elsbeth was in The Mandalorian for that. Um, but she has worked with Filoni to kind of come up with a backstory for Elsbeth. And I, I do think some of it kind of lines up with some of the rumors we've been hearing, mostly from MSW. 
Uh, but she's describing that Morgan has become quite the manipulator in life because of some things that have happened to her. She says, the beautiful thing was Dave was always there to assist me on what her backstory is. She's quite the manipulator and we all know she's cold hearted. But this is a character that is truly dedicated and loyal to Grand Admiral Thrawn and there's nothing getting in her way. Okay, we know that, right? Mm-hmm. That, that's, yeah, that's pretty obvious new. from the uh, she, she, from the kickoff. Yeah, I mean, she was raping a planet for him, like literally ripping its resources out for him. So we we got that. So obviously, she doesn't give us many details, but she does say, she does tease that in Ahsoka we are going to learn why Morgan Elsbeth is the way she is. Okay, she says, what I really love is that we are going to get into her backstory. I'm just thrilled and excited, and I think the fans are going to be quite fascinated and pretty happy about this. So when you make a statement like that, Nick, it it could just be complete (laughs) pomp and circumstance (laughs) bullshit, right? That's the most meaningless statement I've ever read. Right. Or... (laughs) Could it be like she knows it's something big? Like I, I think we've we've heard that she could be tied to the Night Sisters. Could could she be implying like, hey, fans that are in the know, people like us, people that listen to the show, fans that are in the know, once you learn her true backstory, you're gonna be excited. I mean, is that confirming the Night Sister ties, or am I just trying to? Uh, I think that you're trying to make some like make something cool out of a statement that is literally <laughs> probably handed to her by a PR rep. This says yeah. nothing. Like, what is she going to respond to this question with? Ah, her backstory's kind of all right, I guess. I don't know anything about it. I hope the fans like it. Like, of course, she's going to say it's really cool. Uh, <laughs> and that's what I like. Before we went live, I was like, these exposés on EW are just like giant. Like, they, they tell you nothing because all it is is PR speak. Like, the people come up yeah. there and they say, like, our show's awesome. And the fans are going to fucking love it. And guess what? They had. <laughs> What else are they going to say? The show is yeah. not good. You're not wrong. <laughs> like, You're not wrong. Uh, could she be a night sister? The- yeah, I, I think she could because she has kind of like a a sallow look to her already. Like her characters, like skin and color think- and everything else was already kind of like a little bit pale. Um, and, yeah, if- and if I turn reader view off, you can see an image of her now. She, she kind of has like tattoos on her head. Yeah. And if I if I remember Marin, the night sister in, in Survivor. It, it, it's close to that too. I mean, yeah. it, I wouldn't say Morgan is as pale as Marin, but again, Marin's a, an animated character. We don't know how they would translate her to, to live action. So, yeah, I mean, the and, only you know, we, thing like, that I'm surprised about is if, if she is a night sister that she, you, or, you know, like if she is a night sister, she really didn't, uh, like let that slip or show any of it when she was fighting Ahsoka. Um, Maybe she's not like, a, you know, one of the Night Sisters that can use magic as well as the others can. Um, right. But yeah, it's, as of right now, it's definitely a possibility just purely given. Well, that, the that's, the, that's the crazy thing to think about. And, and, you know, listen, I know this is mostly no nothing, but I also know you and me. And if we talk enough, we'll say something that's going to spurn a, a, a tangent. So and I just forgot it just by saying that. So I guess it really wasn't that important. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, oh, fuck. No, it was a good one, but oh well, maybe it'll come back to me. No, I mean, that that's what it, I, I think, if anything, I, I just... No, here it is. Let's say she is a Night Sister. Night Sisters definitely would have 
issues. Because if you remember back to the Clone Wars, Grievous and Dooku essentially go there and commit genocide. They, they wipe them the fuck out. Everybody but Asajj is essentially toast. In uh, in Marin in in uh, Jedi Fallen Order, she her that's her whole ordeal she's dealing with. Like yo, the, the Republic and you know the Clone War, everything fucking tore my family away from me. You killed everything. So I guess my question is, Nick, if that is the case, and that's why she has this burning desire to get back at the galaxy. I guess why did she link up with the Empire? To do so when they're technically the people that, no, I guess not, because the Empire would have been the Republic. So I guess there's a, a technicality there. Yeah, I mean, at, uh, she, at this point in the timeline, though, like, you know, it's clear that the Empire was the, the oppressive band of people that were going to, you know, if she was interested in just like pure chaos driven evil towards the, the galaxy, she would ally with the Empire. As why as for why she would ally with with Thrawn over anybody else, I would assume that that was because Thrawn encountered her and then, uh, like encountered her in some way, shape, or form, and then, uh, like really took a liking to her and saw the potential yeah, that she that's, has. I guess that's the interesting thing here. Like, why is she, why is Morgan truly dedicated and loyal to Thrawn? That's what happened there. Like, are we going to get that in the backstory? I hope that's what she's saying. And I hope that's why she is, you know, using PR speak that, hey, we're all going to dig it. Do we see why? Was he was Thrawn? No, he wouldn't have been around when Dathomir was wiped out. Right. Because that was during the Clone Wars. Was he ever in the Republic? Or he just no, come. he wasn't. He, I mean, like well, then he, he didn't him and Anakin get into some shit. Or yeah, they but yeah, him and missions? Anakin were like linked up for like a single mission when he was still a part of the Chiss ascendancy. When he when they like both had like, uh, I guess, ran okay. into each so, other on Batu. Like right. that was a part of one of the, the Thrawn novels from the rewrite. So Thra- Thrawn was not attached to the Republic, our galaxy at that point in time. No. Yeah, he was still like. He had passing business through Batu, but he was not like a part of any sort of like Republic, uh, like attache or something like that. It was purely like they were just in the same place at the same time. Got you. Yeah. So like in terms of how she would have come across him, I mean, it's very possible that, um, is it if, a save? Like he he almost has to save her or her family or something to to develop that type of bond, right? Yeah, I was gonna say like the the thing that I would guess is that like if if her history was as a night sister, then she was probably looking for revenge on whoever did this, and then maybe that's how she came across Thrawn, is that kind of like took her into the Imperial sphere after she like did some tracking down of like, oh who who perpetrated this? Oh, it was this, you know, Grievous and Dooku people. The, the, they were a part of the Separatist movement. Um, but, you know, and then that kind of leads her down like a like a whole fucking train that leads to the Imperial side of things post fall of the Republic. So um, there's got to be some sort of encounter. I don't know if this was ever brought up in the in the books and like the the 
I guess you would call it like the Thrawn Ascendancy books because I I didn't read all of those. Um, if there was like a character that could have fit her backstory or that like fit her description in those books. But I would assume that whatever comes out of her backstory and history with Thrawn is going to be specific to the show itself. Yeah, I just I wonder if it goes as far back as pre-Empire or if they meet Empire. You know what I mean? Like. Like is it is it pre the fall of republic or is it empire rise? Yeah, I would they link up. I would imagine that it would be after the rise of the empire because pre rise of the empire he's like not even in known space. Like he's yeah, you know, like that. He's like dedicated and loyal, so it's not even like he's holding something over her, right? Because that you, you probably wouldn't use those terms. Yeah, meaning no. like he's he's got a family member in his fucking collection or something. Yeah, I, I doubt it. Um, and especially given the fact that like he's assumed dead or like he's just right. been gone for and, so and, long that nobody ever expects him to and come she's back. More or less spent what, at least ten years trying to get him back at this point. Yeah, I mean if when, she's when we meet her again in Ahsoka. Yeah, if she's if she's been at it since he's been gone, they've right. definitely we, we all know he he left pre Yavin, like pre everything. I mean, he, he didn't even get really get to see the rise of the rebel Alliance and them kick the empire's ass. He was hanging out with Ezra somewhere in La La land. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, ho- hopefully again, I know it's a generic statement, but I'm, I'm hoping that I think that has to be in the backstory, right? You, you, you got to establish how these, why this, this lady potential night sister is a sycophant for Thrawn and why she has dedicated her essentially the later years of her life to find him. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I can't imagine that they would give this, like give a character backstory for her without including their, like at least how they met or how they, I just want to like, I, I want to see Thrawn. Like, I, I don't know if you can really make Lars younger, but like, I, I want to see that Thrawn that you shared or that, that person made in an heir to the empire, that graphic where they essentially subbed out Michael Jordan and put in the Thrawn. Like, I, I want to see that chiseled face Thrawn, Jet black hair, but not in his imperial whites. Like I, I do kind of want to see him not as an imperial. Yeah. Because I've I've never I don't read the shit, never will. I'm bad. Words and shit are bad. But I do dig the character. So I, I would like to see maybe that younger Thrawn. Like that that the long hair Thrawn. Isn't there isn't there a version of long hair Thrawn out there? He's got his guns hanging out. Like I think that was like when they found him. Like when <laughs> um what you call it, like the Imperial, well, actually now the story is that like he infiltrated an Imperial vessel when they were on like an outer rim planet. But yeah, I think at that point he had already been um, like away from the Chiss ascendancy and kind of like in the wilds for long enough to have grown out some hair. And then when he like officially joins the Empire, he does the crop again. Uh, he like, you know, cuts his hair and, and, and everything like that. So like that would probably have been the period where you would see him with the the long hair, like right when he gets Sexy picked up Thrawn. by the Empire. Yeah, <laughs> that's drippy Thrawn, right? Okay, so there you go. There's our, 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 our girl Morgan, who is going to be one of the main adversaries for the good team. I, I guess you can't really, can you say good guys anymore? You guys say good guys, good girls, good people. How about that? Good people. Okay, sticking with Ahsoka. Lots of Ahsoka stuff here. You know, Nick, you and I, we, we kind of spun our wheels on this character. If you're on the live stream, you can see it. If you're just listening, we're talking about the inquisitorious-looking character featured in the Ahsoka trailer. 
Uh, as we teased earlier, Empire's next issue is, is all about Ahsoka, so you're going to get exclusive images, and we get a new look at this character, Nick. And that was it. It was literally just, here's the image. You guys go ahead and do your little fanboy speculation things here. And you know me, I, I, I frequent the webs. I'm on the Reddits, and, and I was kind of reading through what people were saying. You know, you and I, I think we identified that this inquisitor definitely has an eighth brother brother vibe but i don't know how that works because he's he was kind of resolved in star wars rebels uh, i've seen other speculation out there that i can somewhat get behind it being barris offy i would like that i've seen this nick and i'm 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 kind of digging this i don't know if they'll go this route but i would like it i've seen some people saying this could be ezra like law, like yeah. fucking whacked out a bit. You know what I mean? I mean, I mean that would been... be like a very um, Revan type of deal, where you know, you, yeah, like you, yeah, you exactly. end up in unknown, the unknown yeah. regions of space, and you come back and you are like changed. And I mean, we know what happened to Revan now. Like Revan essentially made contact with Valkorian, who was the uh, the emperor of the Infinite Empire in the outer regions of space, and like they're you know. Both him and uh, Malik were kind of uh, changed or switched, flipped to the dark side because of the workings of Valkorian against them. I mean, it's very possible that a similar thing could have happened to Ezra. I mean, he ends up in these unknown regions, same as Thrawn. Uh, they could have encountered, you know, corpsey Palpatine out there. It's very possible. We know that Palpatine uh essentially transported his essence to Exegol, which was completely unreachable until uh the time uh the sequel trilogy timeline where we see you know uh the 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 entire i guess you would call it the resistance fleet make its way there in in episode nine and stuff like that and there were very limited uh there was very limited access to Exegol before that so it's possible that something you know what happened to Thrawn could have happened to Ezra. And he, well, uh, I mean, we, we again, we don't, we don't, we've heard rumors, leaks, who knows what the fuck. I tend to believe MSW, but we've also heard that there could be some arcane shit happening in this part of the galaxy. You know, resurrections, uh, different uses of the force, force used in a different way, night sistery type of magic. So, I mean, he could be, he could be being influenced by another being, brainwashed almost. Uh, you know, props is in here saying, "Ugh, fan speculation is the best." I wish I listened to us more. So, I, I don't think he knows knows much. But uh, it just we should all get used to this. A lot of times, our canon isn't going to hit. So, I don't think it's going to be Ezra. But I, I kind of I, I dig that. I would dig it. I think it would be risky. It'd be ballsy. It'd be cool. Yeah. Um, I also like. I, I think the Barris take is is quite poignant too because she is technically unresolved yeah i yeah. mean her her fate is unresolved i mean the last we see her she gets locked up in jedi prison in, in the clone wars when ahsoka decides to leave the order yeah and then and she clearly had beef with the jedi and she was fucking i mean she was definitely trending dark so she she would be a nice call back it's in dave's wheelhouse it comes from his animated playground so I would dig that one too. Yeah, I mean, I think that those are the two best options. Obviously, you still have the option of 
brand new character. Um, or that one, and there's one more, Nick. Can you guess the one more that fans were speculating on? It, it's fairly deep. It but if you think about, like, dark side users that we've come across and various mediums could you potentially pick them out i'll give you that it's a it's a male uh star star killer no that would be terrible Get, honestly that's why that that was like the this the, the hardcore fanboy girl pick i agree like that that would be that's a little too deep and then i mean if they want to call like, him if they want to call him galen something maybe but if it's a new character but i i just yeah, if, I mean, if, if Whitwer pops out of that 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 costume, he's like, okay. I mean, I would I would love to see Sam Whitwer in live action Star Wars for sure. Sure, but I think that, like, I mean, you at that point you would essentially just be repurposing a character purely for fan service. Um, and there are just better options. Like Star Killer was great as you know this this clone, you know that was or you know what you know like this this freedom fighter. And then turned into a clone for the, you know, yeah, remember, Vader Nick. and stuff like that. Like, you know, he, I like the story from the video game and I don't think right. that he needs to be repurposed in like well, a completely different. And, and era. here's, you're, you're exactly right. And here's the point. Starkiller was created before we even knew the Inquisitorious was a thing. Yeah. Like, like he was Vader's secret Inquisitor before yeah. Vader had his, Inquisitors. His little... Uh, so I, I'm, yeah, I'm with you, dude. Like, just let him be legend at this point. Yeah. Just let him be in the legends. Don't need to recanonize him. I, I actually, I, I love the story of Force Unleashed, the first one, and how you know he eventually woke up and started working with the rebels. Yeah. That shit was fantastic. It was like one, of, like but, at the end of that game, you find out that like he was one of the founders or helped to found the, yeah, the, the Rebel Alliance. Yeah, because uh, he meets up with Leia, and isn't Mon Mothma there? Mm-hmm. And like the final mission, he's in his whites, and he dives in, and you go fight what Vader and Palpatine. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. So, I like I, I understand like the desire to bring that character back because he was super popular, and then obviously people are huge fans of of Whitwer, and 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 you know Sam is always happy to lend his talents to the Star Wars universe, whether they be voice or or you know whatnot. But I do think that like for this particular show. If you're going to make it a known character, it would, it would probably be best to do the two that we mentioned, either Ezra or Barris, just because of the, the connection that those characters have with Ahsoka already. Um, and you know how, how that would impact the, the battles or the relationship with this, like between the, this inquisitor and Ahsoka moving forward. Um, that, that would definitely be the, the best option, I think. Yeah, I'm with chaos here. I think most people would agree. Um, Force Unleashed 2 kind of jumped the shark. Yeah, it definitely uh, went overboard where you're like fighting versions of your clone self and then you find out that you're a clone and, you know, it it was like very Resident Evil, like later Resident Evil movies before the Resident Evil franchise even got there. Because at that point, like in the Resident Evil franchise, there's like fucking 85 clones of Alice and all this other shit and stuff like that. That's kind of what Force Unleashed 2 was. Yeah, it it was. It was a shame. Like it just because to me, I mean, Force Unleashed was it it both had great gameplay, just crazy Blitzkrieg shit. It had a great story for the time. 
because we were we weren't getting Star Wars content like that. I mean, when did that come out? Two thousand eight or something like that. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I think was it was. I think it was oh eight. He he was working on Clone Wars and stuff like that. Uh, it was it was fantastic, but the the follow up was definitely poop. Yeah, not as good. As not as good. I just I never felt a draw to go back and play it where the first Force Unleashed it was like, all right, I beat it on normal. Now I got to beat it on super hard. And, yeah. Oh, now I want to do it on easy just to run through it again and get different lightsaber yeah. blade. That, yeah, that, that one shit. I definitely like went back and, and I think I did collect all of the individual Holocrons like and, lightsaber yeah. colors and stuff like that. Hell yeah, dude. Those were the good old days. These days. I mean, that's a, that's a thing like not to go back to Survivor. But I do feel like it because of the way the combat is and, and so much platforming that a gamer like me, that kind of shuts me off to fucking around with a lot of the side quests. Because I, I really think Survivor, if you wanted to do everything, is probably close to 50-60. If you just stick to, you know, the nuts and bolts, I'd say it's about a 20-year. Yeah. Which is still fine. I mean, that, that, that's, that's still a, a good length. Um, but yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, maybe it's uh, maybe but it's yeah. Cal Kestis, unless he just there dies at the end, which he probably <laughs> should die. Like if he doesn't die at the end of that game, then they have to make another one and kill him. Um, and I hope that that like that's the case because this character cannot be alive. Like, but that's something that well, we'll talk save, about. When save we get those to thoughts. This save those thoughts because this is all question weeks. Hey, yeah. what's up? The little one's back. Hey, here she is, back from gymnastics, huh? Yep. All right. Well. Do you have fun? Yeah. We're talking a little Star Wars here. What do you think? Yeah. You, you want to say anything Star Wars-wise? May the Force be with you. May the Force be with you. Hello there. <laughs> Hello there. All right, buddy. Good to have you home. Okay? Yeah. Love you. I'll see you. Oh, you're just coming down here to get your iPad. <laughs> That's okay. All right. I turned that kid into a switch junkie, by the way, <laughs> like full on dude. Every night now we have family Mario Kart Grand Prix and I couldn't be a happier old gamer dad. It's fantastic. Uh, it, it's like it's crazy, man. It's like I, you know, I bitched about my FOMO forced me to buy TOTK and the TOTK switch, even though I already had a switch. But what that did is it, it it got the family gaming together. So that $400 investment was well worth it with hindsight. I still have barely played the new Zelda, but we're playing the fuck out of like old Mario Kart. Hey, but at least you're playing game something. together. Yeah. They stay together. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, that's right, Bat. I do not matter. The, the devices are out. That's great. Okay. So um, kind of putting this to rest, a question to you, Nick. What would you, I guess, out of our our picks, what would you prefer? Barris. Ezra, Barris, brand new. Barris. Barris, uh, okay. Yeah, I mean, the Ezra angle, like I said, has kind of already been done. You know, that, that, that would just be like, let's just make him like Revan. Let's just do like a Revan thing with him. Oh, he disappears and then he comes back and he's bad. And then everybody tries to switch him back again. And then he gets switched back again and he's good again. I mean, we've already seen it done and we've already seen it done in a way that like you really can't top it. I don't think that like, I think that like most people would agree that in terms of like now abandoned Star Wars canon or like what they're slowly bringing back into canon, like Revan was the best of it and is oftentimes pointed to as like the best non 
film or TV character in the Star Wars in Star Wars history. Um, so I, th- I feel like if you if you just try to do that with Ezra, then you're just all you're doing is just like a cheap recreation of Revan. Um, and in yeah, that and case, the, like just bring the character in. I think we've we've also heard that you know Ezra's been rumored to be fighting with a new master or a Taras Kasi style like like force karate and and whatnot and nothing really I I mean let's be real I think if if Ezra was the person MSW probably would have sniffed that out by now I would imagine uh, so but yeah I mean I I think that this is probably that they'll be played at least in fight scenes by Ming Q what, who is yeah who who Ming Ming Q or Ming I don't know I, I know Q I it's a lady like it so this is for sure Barris um yeah uh, it's well it's, Nick she she's actually she was the Jedi Master in the Kenobi flashback that was taking the younglings with her mm. and she is the stunt coordinator on Ahsoka and possibly a client of props too so maybe nice. we could even get her on the show and talk to her and ask her are you barris offy yeah um yes or no i mean yes I or no tell us like again like i guess you could say it could be whoever this jedi master is but then you just run into the same thing that we we're just talking about well, it's well, like, well, no, i i i don't want to i didn't want to say that okay she, she i think i'm just saying it's we it's it's the person under the mask yeah. is that lady that played the Jedi. Gotcha. I, I so, wasn't, I wasn't, I, that was my, so yeah, I mean, but like for me, it's like, if your stunt, if your stunt, uh, person is a woman, your character is likely a woman, like your, your character in, in the actual thing itself is probably a woman. And if you're going to have, uh, if you're going to like tease this, like this showdown between Ahsoka and this, and this, uh, inquisitor, the way that they have, especially so much so to like put it in the empire, like the uh, empire art article, I gotta imagine that there's a connection, and if there's a connection, it's Barris because there's just nobody else that fits okay. that bill. Well, I mean, dude, it, it makes so much sense because Barris was the one fucking over Ahsoka. Exactly. I mean, it is it. They have a history here. And uh, clearly from this new still of this Inquisitor, they have many duels together because the yeah. ones we see in the trailer, they're at that industrial complex, complex. Like, yeah. like, like, you know, fighting where they're building big ass machinery. And now they're in so, the woods. And this looks like it could be Corvus. I mean, this could this could be on Corvus. This other like Empire exclusive shot that it, shows. It, 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 just from what we've seen from the trailer, it's also similar to where we see uh, Balin and Ahsoka kind of squaring up, right? <laughs> like almost the the entrance to the world between worlds, something like that. Yeah. So uh, uh, I, I I really think this is a a female. I know props is teasing us here. Should I just say what gender they are? But if you look at the chest armor, I think it's kind of done on purpose to not make it look like a breastplate. Um, but it's you know it's bulgy enough to accommodate breast. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Crazy. I mean, it's it's a it's a woman. Like they like uh, props doesn't have to tell us. It's a woman and it's Barris. <laughs> That's who it is. Take it to the fucking yeah. bank. Well, I mean, uh, listen. They we at least know it's a woman playing it in real life yeah. because at celebration they literally showed Ming, I believe, in the costume, like in in behind the scenes type of stuff. Yeah, and I mean, now that doesn't mean if they take off the helmet, it's going to be Ming. It probably won't. No, it would it won't be, be an actor. But during the fighting, it is. I believe it is Ming. At least the, the action scenes we've seen from the trailer. Yeah. So, so yeah, I'm I'm going with it's with, with it's a female, and I do like the the bear's angle. But listen, 
Anytime we've come up with good ideas that make complete sense and tie canon together, they don't play out. So don't get yourself worked up about this type of stuff because the rug more than likely will be ripped out from under your feet and we'll learn that this is just like some no-name bomb that doesn't It's another like Jedi who survived people. Order 66. <laughs> now a bad guy. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Chaos is saying it's not a sand planet, so that should uh, account for something with Nick. Yeah. I think Nick's very excited. Ahsoka doesn't look like there's too much sand in it, at least based on the trailer, so I think Nick's going to be excited. I don't think that Togrudas do well in arid environments. So maybe she stays yeah. away from those planets. <laughs> SW Props said, exactly, you hit it on the head, Matt. I don't know which one I hit on the head, but I'll take it. I always love winning, so thank you. All right. Excellent. So go, continuing on here, we got some new stuff in here. Um, Filoni, the cre- co-creator of Ahsoka, George being the other one, he was kind of asked about who is Ahsoka at this point in time. And I, I, I kind of dig this. It makes sense. I think we all kind of picked up on this when we saw her in The Mandalorian Season 2. But uh, Filoni is he's essentially saying, like, listen, th- th- this, this character, her mindset is that of a lone wolf. All right? She's a wanderer at this point and is in a lot of ways wary of any organization as such because of the power that comes with it as a group. She walks a path that basically died out a long time ago and there aren't many like her left, if any. So that's a lonely thing. What is it like? What is that life like? If you are a loner, you have a very small circle of friends. What is it like then when you try to open back up? So Nick, I think it's sounding like early on, it's just going to be Ahsoka. She's out kind of doing her things, searching, and something's going to happen to where she's going to have to kind of break this self-imposed, I don't want to call it exile, but she is kind of, she is like ronin at this point in time, right? She's out there on her own, helping people in need. That That's kind of what a ronin yeah. does. Yeah. Um, but it, it sounds like she's going to, something dire enough is going to happen. Is that what we already saw? Is that the impetus for her opening up and, and going to the New Republic, a large organization that she's kind of fearful of? Or is that what forces her to then go to her friends? And is there going to be some awkwardness that now that she's been a loner for so long, she's got to work with a team again? You know what I mean? Like, I think that's, these could be some of the narratives that are being set up by this Ahsoka is a wanderer motif. Yeah. I mean, I think that from what they're saying, she's definitely going to have difficulties assimilating back into a group and environment for sure. And I, I, I would almost think that like, it's not even her that reaches out to somebody else. It's like somebody find, I, I would imagine that it's like maybe Sabine finds her. Um, and like Ahsoka does kind of the, the, the well, loop. we know that's not going to happen from the trailer because Ahsoka flies to Lothal and essentially says like, Hey, we need to talk. Well, okay. Then I don't remember the trailer. Um, yeah, I mean, I just got it. Like, I gotta imagine that like, she is just like, she's kind of come to her wits end then she's just like, there's nothing else that right. I can do by myself. So I have to have other well, people. It's either that me. or. She's got enough leads that she now knows what she needs to do and she can't do it herself. So you got to call up the the A team. Very possible. Uh, if you if you are on the live stream, you got some new shots in there. If you were one of these people that were upset about Sabine having long hair just like we told you, she cuts it. 
So you get to see the short-haired Sabine. I actually dig the long-haired Sabine, uh, but I, I guess that doesn't work with Mandalorian helmets. You know, we didn't see many, we didn't see many Mandos with yeah. like Thor-level locks coming out of the back of their helmets. So yeah, I guess it's it's a thing. Even um, what you call it? Even Bo-Katan had to keep it. Oh, she kind keeps of right, yeah, she keeps right a bob, brother. Shoulder. She's got a bob with that that forehead producing headband. So yeah. Uh, but I, I dig this to be, I think, I think Natasha looks great as live action Sabine. You can see some tweaks on the helmet there. It's definitely not the same style, uh, but her armor is, is close to what you remember from the series. Uh, and obviously Rosario looking fantastic. I guess I never realized that her and I are, are like pretty much the same age. Hey. I'm a loser. She's Ahsoka. Okay, that's how life works out sometimes for you younger fans. <laughs> you can be almost 43 in your basement talking about Star Wars, or you can be 43 playing Star Wars. So make the right choices in life, my friends. Okay, so moving right along. Uh, Dave kind of touched on this thing that you know Nick and I have talked about. We've talked about this stuff. Uh, and how how much you really got to dive into the past of the Rebels to kind of catch up the non-Star Wars fans that pass on that type of content. You know, like how how are people that don't know about the Rebels, how are they gonna how are they gonna process them in Ahsoka? So uh, Dave says here something. Oh yeah. The biggest challenge was there's a whole bunch of audience that know her and a whole bunch that don't. Talking about Ahsoka that is. I don't know. Who could that be? Who are in the don'ts at this point in time? A lot. Like a who, majority who goes, of Star Wars yeah, fans. Even, even <laughs> then, they probably watch The Mandalorian, right? Why would you just go, hey, that I've never seen this orange-faced girl. I don't know her name. Now I'm going to tune into the series, right? Yeah, I mean, you would think they at least have seen her from The Mandalorian. Yeah, well, I think, that, I think that's Ahsoka? what he's saying, though, is like, there's a, there's like a, there's a whole bunch of the audience that know who she is, like who she is as a character, like as Ahsoka and like her backstory. And there's a bunch of people oh, okay, who only yeah. know her from I like, oh, this is the just Mandoverse. that person from yeah. the Mandalorian. Right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I'm stupid. You're right. You're right. Okay. So, um, yeah. So the biggest challenge was there's a whole bunch of audience that know her and a whole bunch that don't. She has one foot in the, she has one foot in the Star Wars. I like that. Mm -hmm. One foot in the Star Wars. Dave's such a Mac that a lot of people know because of her connection to Anakin. And yet she's all new and can go in her own direction in her own way. I think that makes her in an interesting bridge between what came before and what's really possible. I mean, we're, we're, we're getting the, the Anakin touching right yeah I mean, yeah is it, is it going to be a flashback or do you think they force communicate at this point in time i would hope that they force communicate because i think that that is like if if they rely solely on flashbacks i think that that may be a little like i don't know how helpful that would be towards ahsoka like let me put it that way like there are a lot of like positive lessons that she learned from anakin but ultimately anakin like Without Broker. any sort of like I mean, communication after and force ghost form, like tried to kill her and really fucking abandoned her. Like, um, so I really, I like, I would lean towards that this is like a force connection. Um, and they can, they can communicate via the force now that he's like, you know, ascended and he is a, a full force. I, yeah, I would, I would kind of, I'm greedy, right? I would like a little bit of both. Kind of like how they did in Kenobi where, 
Kenobi is kind of going through something emotionally in the present, and it reminds him of something in the past with Anakin. I, I would like something similar to that. But like Nick, I, I want to see old Anakin. You know, just let, let Hayden be Hayden. Don't try to digitally de-age him. Just blew him out a little bit. Maybe cut the fucking hair, right? His wig never looked good when he died. <laughs> I never really was a fan of that shit. But I, I would like to see Ghost Anakin as well. A little bit of both, because it would be fun to see some live-action Clone Wars. There's no doubt about it. Um, but I, I, I do think you're right. I think the, the wiser reformed chosen one would be uh, interesting because we, we we haven't got that character outside of the stupid dub in in Return of the Jedi and the one line in um, The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. So. And I, right. I think that now, now that you've kind of reestablished Anakin into like the new Star Wars, you know, kind of canon and universe, right. and you're not really afraid to use him. I mean, like they've already, like he's going to be in it. It's just how they use him. And I, I don't know. I just feel like Ahsoka needs, and, and, and maybe we see for the first time that they communicate that like this, or like we see the first time that they communicate in the show. Um, I would like that. Yeah. I would like that over, Hey, this has been going on for a while. Yeah. Kind of like we, we saw with Ahsoka and Luke in the book of Boba Fett. You, di- you didn't really know, like, how, how long have they known each other? Is this one of their first meetings or have they known each other for years? What's going on here? I, yeah, I agree. Because yeah. it's just like every, every character, you know, especially one that's been through the, the trauma that Ahsoka has, like, should have some form of closure. Like, that, you know. Exactly. And, exactly. And especially for her to, like, really push forward and continue to do what she's doing. Um, having somebody as important to her as Anakin be back in her life in like a super like positive way would make, would go a, a long way for her. Yeah, I, I think you nailed it with the closure aspect. Cause I, I do at least the Ahsoka we've seen in book and Mando. Yeah. I know she's wise. She's enlightened. She, she knows how to make the right choices, but she just, still seems a bit broke you know what i mean like a bit emotionally broken still i mean that that's the main reason she refused grogu she's like i've i've seen what can happen to strong force users that have connections and fuck you so clearly she's still dealing with that trauma because luke luke took grogu on no fucking problem right i mean he, he doesn't have that beef he knows exactly what his father did but he He's gotten past that. He yeah. saw the redemption of his father. He understands that, hey, he did a lot of horrible fucking things. But in the end, he came around and redeemed himself that got unredeemed. But anyways, we know that we know the true fate of Palpatine here. All right. Yeah, I like I, I, I think that'd be a fucking killer fan moment. The first time those two connect. Yeah. I mean, it would like I don't know what would spur it on. Like, I think that there would need to be some sort of like event like. You know, maybe it is like the discovery of the world between worlds for the first time, or maybe it is like maybe uh, or like her discovery of the world between worlds and a new location. And maybe she's thinking about like, you know, maybe it's her like thinking like, should I go back through the world between worlds and try to save Anakin in some way? And then like, that's what I mean. It, It could be like some dire situation where it just she she reaches out for the first time in earnest for his help. Like she truly needs her master to guide her again. And she's ready to 
kind of give him that opportunity. Yeah. Uh, you know, something like that, um, that really like almost kind of forces his hand in a way, like forces Anakin's hand, because I'm sure, uh, you know, as a force ghost, it still, it still seems like you have all of your faculties and decision-making at your, you know, at your behest. So I'm sure yeah, that let's he's be real. It would be way better to be a force ghost than flesh and blood. Oh yeah. I mean, 100%. You, can, you can still use the force. You can still manipulate shit. I mean, you still talk like, to people. Except, you can't die. Yeah. <laughs> you can't die. That's yeah. the best part. You can't so, fucking like, die. I, I'm sure that like, even like as soon as Anakin knew that like, okay, I now have the ability to do this. Like he's probably been grappling with the, like, should I reach out to Ahsoka? Can, like, can I even reach out to Ahsoka? Is that is that connection even available to me? And if it is, like, when is the right time to do it? Because of anybody that was in Anakin's life, uh, you know, it was probably and and we already know that he reconciled with with uh, with Ben immediately because we see the two of them together at the end of Return of the Jedi. So like. Almost as soon as he went down, him and him and Obi-Wan were okay again. But like, um, you know, he like in terms of the people that were close to him in life, the one that he wronged the most is Ahsoka. Like, not only did he essentially like at towards the end of their time together, like he he actually believed when Barris was putting on this whole fucking dog and pony show, like he actually believed at some time that like that uh ahsoka was the one who could have like you know done what they were saying she was doing like you you said something i'm I'm gonna put it i i keep a note for a rainy day it just random show topics for rain it's literally called for rainy days (laughs) i do want to have a deeper dive on who did anakin fuck over more ahsoka or padme i like that yeah i mean that Because Padme, like, to me, it was like he failed Ahsoka on multiple levels and not and like essentially like just threw her on a path that that put her in a position to where she could never be who she was meant to be in the universe, like uh, or in the galaxy. Like that's that's, yeah, that's a interesting way to think about it. But you are you are correct. And like. With Padme, it's equally bad, but I think with... I mean, pa- technically kills her. Yeah, I mean, with, with Padme, I think that, like, there was... Our, like, she knew that there was something wrong with him already. Like, she knew... She she knew multiple times they had, she had tried to talk to him about it. Like, she knew that... She had to see it for herself, though. Yeah, she like, she knew that this was ben. happening. She had to see it. She knew that this was happening. And I think that, like, it was... It was almost like she she chose the path that she chose, knowing that it could end the way that it ended for her. I think that she like there was a choice in front of her. Obi-Wan literally told her, like, hey, this is the this is the deal. If you go over there, you're probably gonna die. And yeah, she, she made she got herself got. You're right. She, uh, got like, herself she made got. that choice. And I don't think that Ahsoka was ever put in a position to make a choice about Anakin. It was always forced on her. Like, whether it be, you know, what... I mean, like, the only choice that she really made was to, like, exile, like self-exile after um, everything that went down. Well, it's, uh, it's like Clone you Wars. said. I mean, Anakin was, like, the last to not believe her, but 
early on, I mean, obviously Mace Windu, he's the biggest cocksucker yeah. on the council. Yoda didn't believe her. None of them did. Yeah. Anakin held on the longest, but then even he was a little like, eh. Yeah. So you are, you are right. I don't know. Maybe, maybe we can take this off the rainy day list, but <laughs> it is a, an interesting thing, the random thing to think about in Star Wars canon. Which female in Anakin's life was he worse to? And, and not, <laughs> not only turned. that, like, like he comes back and ascend, like it, without a save from the world between worlds and Ezra, like he, he, he kills, kills Ahsoka. Yeah. Right, like he, true. he straight up murders true. her. Um, All right. So uh, you, you, you sold me on that. He was shittier to Ahsoka in the long run, even though he murdered Padme, but maybe that was better. Like, Padme it's died only, of a broken right. heart. Right. It, it, it's <laughs> she, she, her trauma with Anakin was, was, Quick and sweet, right? Yeah. Ahsoka's has been lifelong trauma, so Drawn I, get, out. I give you that win. For and yeah, sure. I mean, I think that like in what also came of the the you know like the Padme stuff is is redemption through their children in a way, like towards yeah. you know obviously not really through Leia because he didn't really give a shit about Leia until he found out about her fifteen minutes before he died. Um, <laughs> but sister, yeah. <laughs> so like, but Obi-Wan. you know, at least something came out of that relationship with Padme that ultimately pulled him back towards the light in the moment that mattered most. Okay. Hey, you, yay. I'm in, dude. You got me. That was great. I was like, you should fucking dissertation that shit. <laughs> okay. That No, I like that. Th- this was kind of fun. This is a no nothing here, but. You know, Dave and George co-created Ahsoka, but Dave's been the only one to kind of handle the character once George sold. So they, they kind of asked him, like, hey, man, what you, are you a bit nervous about kind of showing the the maker here what you did with his character? And he said, it's almost like when you turn in a big paper at school. It's like, here it is. So <laughs> uh, I, I, I wonder if George has seen a rough cut. Uh, I read something this week. Uh, George was actually responsible for naming Axe Woves. Oh, interesting. He, he was on set one day. He's like, hey, you should call one of these Mandos Axe. And they're like, yeah, okay, you got it. And there you go. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, and that, and that, he was actually there when they filmed the fight scene with Ahsoka and Morgan. So he does show up. I just, yeah. I wonder how much Dave actually tries to still maybe feed George stuff or or maybe pick his brain or if he does it all what do you what do you think nick do you, I, do you think they go out for coffee every once in a while oh, or is yeah. george like hey what man i'm only gonna hang out with you when you can get me in the cool shit over at my old company oh no. i mean like i i have to imagine that that dave and george have like a almost you know like a like a pseudo father-son relationship at this point and i i'm i'm sure that that dave uses george as a sounding board i, I wouldn't say that he would like take advantage of it. But I do think that like when, when really big things are like up on the writing block, he, he probably calls George and just says like, Hey man, I'm, I'm kind of at like a crossroads here. This is what I'm thinking. What, what are your thoughts? I, I have to imagine that they have that kind of relationship. And, um, I, I, and I doubt that George does that for anybody else. You know, like I doubt that if, uh, you know, if John, Dude, I, I think George talks to Kathy and Dave, yeah. that's it. I, I think I, he hates everyone else. Yeah. Like I, I maybe, I, maybe John, like he, he likes John a little bit because they're, he, he hangs out with Dave, but I'm pretty sure at this point, George likes no one at Disney outside of Kathy and Dave and maybe John. Yeah. So, I mean, I would imagine too, that like, 
he may have given some input on this show or like given some like potential thoughts on direction for characters. I, that's what I just I wonder, like, if he got anything in. You know oh, what I mean? I'm, like, I'm sure like Dave do this or Dave, you said this, this and this, but you need to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I wonder or if they would ever talk about it in the behind the magic or whatever the fuck those things are called. Yeah. I think that like it's highly likely that this that this particular show was influenced by George Lucas more than previous ones just because of the connection that he has to the character. I will say, though, that like. I've always considered Ahsoka Dave's baby just because like the whole Clone Wars was Dave's baby. Like, uh, you know, yeah, well, George, George cooked it all up and brought Dave in to, to help. him. Yeah, execute. yeah. But George is credited as the co-creator. Oh, yeah, de- definitely. Like he's, you know, he's he's the co-creator. He's the he's he's the brainchild <laughs> well, of it. One. But like. Do you think like I don't really think that I think that like by the time season one, like the movie and season one were over, George was like George took his George role and then Dave did almost everything else. I, I think yeah, that they I were like That's broad strokes. I, I don't know. Like you were you were obviously younger when the prequels were coming out and then when the, the DVDs and the Blu-rays and you'd get all those behind the scenes. And I, I just see George work and it seems like he is in it to win it. At all levels, in every department, he's coming through stamping shit. Yes, no, fuck you, you're stupid, I'm George, name it, you know, Billy oh, yeah. Bob, I, Joe Blodius. I, I do think that, like, he he had, like, the stamp of approval, for sure. I still think that that was it, but I think that the large, like, the large majority of the storytelling, like, in the writing, was, like, that was Dave. I think that, like, and I could be wrong, but this is just my opinion, that, like, Dave was the one who was spearheading all of that. And then George came in and gave his two cents on stupid character names and stuff I mean, like honestly, that. And moved maybe, on. <laughs> maybe that's why the clone wars gets better as it goes on. Cause his, George might've started working on his underground series. Yeah. While, you know, Dave was kind of given more, more control of, of the clone wars. Hey, you never know. You never know. But, uh, uh, the, the the Clone Wars that George definitely had a heavy hand in are the most critiqued the movie and then season one. So <laughs> you never know. Yeah. God bless the maker, right? God bless the maker. Okay. We got some new details on Shin Hati. This is the character, bad, bad girl, being played by uh, Ivana Sakno. All right. So uh, she sat down with EW2 and they, they kind of discussed the character a little bit. And again, you're not going to get a, much out of this, but you never know. Nick and I may trip over our tongues and come up with something enlightening here. Um, so she, she did talk a little bit about Shin. She said, Shin is quite an intense and ambitious force wielder. She is very skilled in lightsaber combat. She is a new character. Thank you. So I don't want to give away too much of who Shin is, as I would love the audience to be able to discover her. All right. So let's get into the, the dark side stuff. So uh, within this interview, Nick, she hints that while Shin may seem like she's full on bad, she's all dark that we will be made aware of some motivations that drive this darkness, at least at this point in this character's life. She said, I hope that despite her darkness of a character, we're able to also expand our understanding of that darkness within someone and the reason behind it. I love her. I really care so much about her, and I feel like it's my job to take care of her and protect her. So I think what she's saying is, 
we're kind of like Morgan. We're probably going to learn about something in, in Shin's past that has sent her down this this path of darkness. Yeah. And I'm I'm just taking guesses here because she is so young. She's clearly much younger than than Balin, the character played by Ray. I'm I'm wondering Nick if 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 she is she's obviously a force user, so she might have been on the hidden path. And we just learned today that Balin was definitely a Jedi that survived Order 66, but he went on to become a mercenary. So I'm thinking the 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 things that kind of drive her down this dark path are probably the loss of her family due to her being a force user, her being kind of ushered away and hidden for the earlier parts of her life and uh, linking up with a, a, a Jedi that becomes a merc. That's obviously going to shape your your worldview. Yeah. Uh, so that, that that's that's my guess on why yeah. she kind of gets dark here. Yeah, no, I, I think that makes a lot of sense. That's kind of how I was leaning to is like definitely like some family, like loss of family, family trauma, something like that, especially like you said, given her age, like she is younger, she's not old enough to be another Jedi who survived Order 66. Uh, she's she's probably one of the the people who was ushered along the path and then had casualties because of that. Um, so yeah, I mean, like it's, it's obviously when anything like that happens, like some serious stuff goes down with the loss of family, you're going to have a darkness within you. And then when you are exposed to somebody who essentially has the power that you have, but just at a completely different level because of training, because of honing skills and because of, uh, you know, just like knowledge passed on from his time actually training with other force users, like you're going to attach yourself to that person because you don't know yeah. where else to go. Um, and I think that like the exploration of of a character like that is we really, I mean, we really haven't seen a character like that yet in Star Wars. There probably were a lot of them. There probably uh, you know what, Nick? Sorry to cut you off, but you could argue if, if this plays out the way it is, it could be very similar to Starkiller, right? Yeah, it could he be. Was, he was taken by a Jedi that survived Order 66. He's being trained, but then Vader showed up and kind of took the reins. And look, he Starkiller started training with, I, I forget his name. I'm, it's escaping me, Jodo or something like that. I think it was Rom, was it Rom Coda? Yeah, Rom Coda. Rom yeah, Coda. There Rom you go. Coda. That a boy. So he was, he was training with this dude. Vader shows up, destroys the village, kills Rom, and then Vader takes baby Galen, Starkiller, and look what happens to him. He he went from potential to be light to dark and then back to the light. So yeah. I, I sorry, but I, that just came to mind when you were talking. Yeah, about no, that. it's it's a it's a very it could it could be. I mean, it's we're obviously this is all speculation, but like could be a very similar type of story. And and given the fact that like Balin is Balin is not listed as like, he's not a Sith. He's not a dark side. He's like a, he's like a force mercenary, which is something also. Well, he, he was a Jedi. Yeah, like he this was. just came out before. I mean, this is an empire. So this is official. This is. Oh a, yeah. Uh, like, I'll just, I'll just switch to it real quick. I mean, yeah. and, and Ray even dropped some quotes before. But like passed. now, like now he has no allegiances. Like he's like, I okay, would yeah, not. You're right. It says yeah. former Jedi Knight. So, yeah. I mean, he was a knight, but yeah, you're right. He's, he's technically not a. Yeah. A Jedi. Yeah. He's like, I, like any Jedi who was still like doing the whole, I'm going to stay in hiding or like, I'm going to like wait until the appropriate time to like come back in and, and, and make my splash. 
uh, has pro- is probably not going to be moonlighting as a mercenary <laughs> where right. he's just like, yeah, I'll do, I'll do whatever I got to do for the money. So like, I, like he, he's almost like, he again is like a, like another type of character that we really haven't explored that much before. Like a, like a truly like classically trained Jedi who has now taken his skills and applied them oh to a trade you, you where really, he, you may need to play survivor. Like I, I want to talk about this character, but it's, it's a pretty, just tell me because I'm not going to play it. <laughs> like at this point, okay. I'm just not going to okay. play it. But, but you're, you're, you're literally, you're talking about that. They did it. They did it in survivor. So spoiler warnings, even though it's been out for almost two months, um, in, in uh, Jedi Survivor, very end game type of stuff. One of your companions, one of your NPCs that, you know, your buddies with, you've been on a bunch of missions, he helped you get the thing you need, the doohickey. He, he turns and it's revealed that he is also a Jedi. But he, unlike the other knights, was not killed. He escaped, started a new life. His wife got taken out by Inquisitors. But to cut a deal so he and his daughter didn't have to keep running. Spoilers. Spoilers. He joins the ISB. So the ISB, Nick, at one point in time, had a secret Jedi operative. See, I think that's kind different exactly than Balin, though. Like, well, well, here, it, let, just let me read this snippet here. Balin Skull is a former Jedi Knight and a survivor of the Great Jedi Purge known as Order 66. Empire revealed that after the tragic event, he went on to become a mercenary for hire with uh, Ray essentially saying he is not genocidal or malicious or overly aggressive. He will request that you get out of his way, but if you don't, he will take you out of his way. Um, But yeah, it's not identical, but it's similar in where you had a Jedi, a righteous, a follower of the light, essentially choose darkness to... Yeah, take see, care like, of themselves, which I, is very I think that, like, like that character in Survivor is more like whatever her name was in Kenobi, uh, Reva. Like, like, like th- that was like a full flip. Like he, like he was a good guy, and then shit happened to him, and he became a bad guy. Like well, this one inqui- is—he didn't go like dark side inquisitorious though. I mean, he was literally a in the ISB. Yeah, but isn't the ISB like, like, the, 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 the like inquis- ISB could be worse than the inquisitorious? Like the the inquisitors are just like. Force users that they fucking tortured until they became bad and then they go kill people. Oh, yeah. Like, to make a long story short, like, this was essentially the ISB going behind the back of of Vader and the Inquisitorious program. Like, that's how fucking hardcore it was. Like, this was the ISB essentially going like, hey, Palpatine, our our plan of using old Force users is better than your own plan in Vader's. Yeah. And that's kind of the gist whereas like i i like the way that they've described balin that you just read it is like this guy was like i'm not gonna hide my force powers and like try to hide like the surviving jet i have but i'm also not gonna become a fucking crazy imperial person for any reason i'm gonna take my skills my force using ability and i'm gonna go make a life for myself i'm gonna go out there and be i'm not gonna be bad i'm not gonna be good I'm going to do what I need to do for the money. And like, I don't know if we've seen a character like that before because it wasn't Cal because Cal was obviously hiding all of his abilities. And the only reason I find out is because he's trying to save that guy from falling off of the, the machine that he was working on at the junkyard. 
And like everybody else seems like they make like this guy, like the guy that you just mentioned, like he goes and works for the ISB. So he makes the full switch from like Jedi to bad guy. And yeah, he did it to ensure he and his daughter would not have to keep running from the Inquisitors. Like yeah. They killed his wife and he's like, all right, I'll cut a deal with you, ISB. I'll be your, essentially your slave if you let us hide, essentially, in your secret facility from the Empire. Yeah. <laughs> so it was, it's, but, I mean, it's a very unique story. It's a good story. It's a good story. I, I, I like the, the Balin archetype where it's like, I like I'm not afraid of what I am and I'm not going right. to allow you no, to yeah. tell me I to mean, be afraid of what yeah. I am. Well, when you when you think about the imposing figure of Ray, it, it makes sense that Balin could be this way. It would yeah. essentially be like like, a you know, Darth Vader never went full Sith. He's still an imposing physical presence with some pretty strong skills. He's going to fuck a lot of people up. Yeah, it just seems weird. Still, like if if you do have this guy out there, you would think in the galaxy, like, hey, this mercenary can do some wild shit. You would think the Empire would want to check in on that, but you never know. That that's why the, this question a week popped up. It does, and I know a lot of you're like, no, nah, there's ten thousand. The galaxy's big, and Jedi's this and Jedi's that. And I'm like, well, I'm just going off of what fucking Yoda was telling Luke. Okay, sorry. He literally says, "You are the last." All right, okay, okay. All right, thank you. All right. Yeah, lots of death in Jedi Survivor, too, but I'll leave that for another day. Okay, um, real quick on this Ahsoka bit, and this is a hardcore grain of salt, like the smallest motherfucker you can find. This comes from One Take News, but they're saying that that Rex is confirmed for Ahsoka. I'm like, all right, good for you. I can yeah, see. I that. mean, I think that that would be a good move. I mean, we a lot of people were surprised that he wasn't in, uh, or Cody wasn't in Kenobi, and that Rex wasn't in Kenobi. So, uh, yeah, yeah I, I mean, I, I, I Rex in Ahsoka makes a thousand times more sense than a lot of these other fan plots we we've tried to cook up because, I mean, look at their look at their bond. I mean, their bonds, everything like if you follow their bond from the beginning to the end of the Clone Wars, it's completely different. I mean, Rex resented her. He 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 didn't really respect Ahsoka in the movie when she showed up. But over time, she gains that respect. We, we, we've seen why they survive Order 66 together in that ordeal. Who does she take the rebels to when they need assistance? The old clones. So she's clearly has, you know, stayed in touch with Rex Gregor oh, yeah. and Wolf. So, yeah. It would make sense to check in with the old guy, but this is another one where I just like, just don't, don't let it uh, affect your, your overall in, take of Ahsoka if it doesn't happen. Yeah, your enjoyment of the show. Uh, yeah, I mean, it would fit well if they did it, but I don't think that it's necessary for the show in general. No, uh, especially no. like, you have to remember too that like, I mean, this if it does happen, it may happen in a flashback. Rex is old as fuck, especially like, he is, what did they say? He was in like his mid-60s? I think we did it at one 60s? point in time. I think it's older than that. I well, think we were well, I mean, like well, what I was going to say, like, yeah, he's almost 80 now because he was like in his like late 60s, early 70s at ROTJ time. You take that out like even further now that we're in Mando timeline. Dude's almost 80, if not 80. Like, in my opinion, it would. <laughs> he's in like a floating wheelchair. Yeah, it's like. He's got wrinkles on his face. He's like. Ugh. Yeah. 
like he's definitely he's like if, all over himself. if people are like expecting to see Rex in like fucking fighting shape in this show, it's, that, that is not hey, going to be. You, you never know, dude. Yeah. It's Star Wars and clones. They could be like, oh, yeah, we just fucking waved the we, wand. And we reverse clone aged him. And now he just <laughs> yes. ages backwards from 80 until he's a baby again. It's like, yeah, yeah well, I guess like we so. We found Dr. Hemlock's secret formula at Tantus. Yeah, and so, now we can reverse clone age. Yeah. So like I, uh, I, like I would like to see it, but I do think that like it, it would probably be best served in flashbacks considering age or as purely like a sounding board. Be, if he's cheaper, even right? Because then alive. they could just use they could just use Tem's face instead yeah. of trying to make it even more wrinkly or whatnot. Yeah, I was gonna say you would have to some, do a lot of aging. There were some uh, new images released. I, I just scrolled through them. You get a, a few better looks at Hera. I think the makeup looks great on Mary. It, it works. Hmm? Uh, I, I just I, I like this one because the comment on Reddit it says a crew member in Rosario Dawson on set. That crew member is Dave Filoni. <laughs> I mean, it's, it, how can you not tell that that's not Dave? I mean, first and foremost, he's decked out in Pittsburgh gear. I mean, that's a dead fucking giveaway. Um, he's got a cowboy chi- hat think, on. Who the hell is going to be? Bat's saying here that the chipped controlled age. I, I think that was done in the tank. Yeah, like, no. I think they I, literally bred, bred their cells to be accelerated. Yeah, I think, I think that that wasn't a chip thing. I think that was a yeah. DNA alteration right. thing. Right. Um, because when knows? they were, when they were growing the clones, they didn't have the chips in them when they were like actually growing them. That's why Boba Fett doesn't have one. And that's also why Boba Fett doesn't have accelerated aging is because when they made him, he didn't right. like, they didn't, they didn't alter that DNA piece. Right. Right. Okay. All right. We got some Andor stuff here. Uh, again, low-hanging fruit, but that's what the summer does Talks until Ahsoka shows up. Cassian's Ark. Uh, yeah, so so Diego sat down with the EW. We talked about Cassian's Ark. We all are familiar with how season two is going to play out. Uh, it's it's every essentially what is it? Every three episodes going to cover a like year, a year or, or two. So. Yeah. It, it doesn't mean we're going to see a year's worth of time over the three. We we might see a day, and then the next three we're we're a year beyond. So that obviously that's going to be challenging for the actors to like, okay, well, I, I'm a, I'm a year older. I'm a year wiser. How is this? How does this character act now? So Diego's kind of talking about what fans should expect with Cassian's arc over the course of season two. Uh, now that he is thanks to season one, he's fully committed to the rebellion. So Diego says Cassian has to understand what this fight means. He's waking up. Dare I say he's woke. But now he has to learn the language, understand his abilities and need that and the need that is out there. He has to learn to be a spy. He has to learn what he's capable and not capable of doing. And he has to understand teamwork in a way that we don't see in the first season. And he has to grow. He has to grow four years. That's a long time. So, nigga, it, it does kind of seem like we will see. Obviously, we know the fully formed Cassian from Rogue One. To me, based on what he says, it's it seems like every three blocks, we're 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 gonna see a more and more refined version of Cassian Andor until he is the guy leaving to go get that info from uh, Tivik on Kafreen. Um, so it sounds like, you know, a lot of the content's going to be, hey, this is where he's going to learn this spy craft or this is where he's going to get in trouble and learn how to work better with a team, that type of stuff. Right. I mean, is that kind of what he's saying here? Yeah, I think it 
like for lack of a better term, it's going to be like a super extended montage. You know how like in movies <laughs> yeah, where they're you're doing right. like. It, it, you're right, yeah. but it's probably they're probably still going to speak, and it's not just going to be music. Yeah, exactly. But you are, like, I, I get what you're saying. I get yeah, what you're saying. Yeah, because in a montage, you're like, let me in a movie, let me cover a shitload of growth in a very short amount of time. Montage time. I think Rocky. Every Rocky movie's got a montage that he gets up to shape, and then he can beat whoever he's fighting. This is essentially what's going to be happening to Cassian. Like he's got, like you're saying, you know, he's got a lot to learn in a short <laughs> the amount of time. Season two, it's just like. Eye of the tiger, <laughs> and you see him. He's like, he's like using binoculars, yeah, and it like, moves to the next year. He's like he's pointing at a map with rifle. his team and all this. You know, <laughs> you know, yeah. He like ties his shoes and carries a log. Yeah. So like, oh, I, I, I think that like it is going to be a season of growth, obviously, because there's a lot of ground to cover until we get to the beginning of of uh, Rogue One. But also, like even at the beginning of Rogue One, Cassian's not the best spy <laughs> like cassian's not the best team player either so he does have a lot of growth he kills to his do. asset <laughs> yeah he kills he, his fucking asset he, he ices his asset runs away and then immediately is like i don't want to work with these people <laughs> when they stay, say like hey you have to work with a team to do whatever you're doing it's like i don't want to fucking do that like <laughs> yeah uh so, so yeah, i it doesn't sound like he learns much yeah i think that like what he does, like, I think what a, what a lot of the growth around Cassian is going to be is like being a team player in terms of like, I am a part of this rebellion. Like, and not only am I a part, I want to be an essential part. Um, because where we left him off, he's still like, you know, he, he was still really kind of like at the end, he was like, okay, now I'm going to dedicate myself to this cause right. after all yeah, this he's shit. He's still has very raw. I mean, yeah. he clearly has skills and talents. That's why Luthan kind of wanted him in the first place, but he is extremely raw at the spycraft game. Yeah. What, you know, Luthen has been doing it or even Mon Mothma. Like he, he's not even involved in that type of shit. And that's what we're going to see him get mixed up in. Like, like he, he's going to become that agent, the, the born style agent over these, the, the course of season two. Yeah. So, I mean, for him, what I really want to see is like, like his interactions with, rebellion brass because i think there's going to be like a lot of headbutting at first like he is still and that still happens up until the end of rogue one headbutting and disagreements and stuff like that but i really want to see what i what i really want to see is like how the rebellion brass really treats him and reacts to him and what kind of missions they give him when they bring him in because he's essentially going to be taken in like, like Luthen is going to bring this guy into the fold and be like, Hey, here, here's the guy. This is what he did. Like, let's, let's make it happen. And like, let's turn him into an asset. And I want to see like Mon Mothma's a reaction. I want to see all like the reaction of all of the people who were kind of in the inner circle. <laughs> yeah, like the Luthen tours him around like, Hey, here's this dog I picked up. The, the, the guy causing problems for everyone in the first season you yeah. know, with that all stealing all the credits and all that shit. Yeah. And, and you uh. know that they're going to give him like it at, at first it's going to be fucking shit grunt work. And he's going to be like, why Probably. did I agree to do this? Like, why am I doing this for, you know, like what, what am I doing this for the cause? What does that mean for me? Like, he's probably still going to have a lot of that like selfish old Cassian in him that needs to a be kind bit. of, you know, 
A little bit. I, I think a lot Worked of that out. got squeezed out through season one and being locked up, then missing his mom's death. But yeah, he's, he's definitely still going to be a little headstrong, and it does not sound like he's a big fan of teamwork. So I think that that's probably going to be the biggest thing, like seeing him. And that, that's like, you know, we were talking about when we punched out season one, we're like, this this is who we need to see in season two. And some of the characters are from Rogue One. Like, I, I'd like to see him form the relationship with Pal, with, with Biston, you know, deep in the bond with Melshi. Uh, that, that's what season two is ripe for, so. Yeah, I mean, um, it's, it. I would assume, too, that, like, the Melshi and Cassian connection is going to be pretty heavy through season two. I'm not sure if, like. You would think so. You know, they have to have Melshi in multiple episodes. If not, then they're kind of. It's, it would be a little bit of a miss, but... Well, it's like I told you. I mean, in Rogue One, his death is takes place off screen because they didn't know that they were going to flesh yeah. out the character. I mean, he literally gets a, a shitbag death and he's going to potentially end up being one of the most influential people in Cassian's life. So, yeah, so... Hey, go for... Yay for hindsight. Predictions for Luthen, Nick. What do you think? Uh, Bat's asking here. Self-sacrifice, busted. How do you think he's going down? I mean, I don't... Like busted is not an option, I don't think. Right. Like busted yeah, means he's he... dead. <laughs> like, uh, so who's he sacrificed for? Is it? I, I'm and again, I'm stealing from the chat. Is it for Mon Mothma? I don't know who the fuck Siri is. That's the other uh, girl, right? Like the not his wife, but the one that like works at the shop with him. Is that? No, I forget her name. It's definitely not that. Oh, that was something. That was like like with a. Well, that I think that's Vel, right? I mean, that, yeah, that, yeah, that's that his like, daughter. Who, who, or, I where, can't where remember. We the think name. they have weird daughter stuff, but yeah, it, it'll it has to be a sacrifice. There's yeah, no I would he, I would imagine so. he's getting cap. There's no way he's getting captured. No, yeah, because well, I don't even think that they would capture him. Like, I don't like. But what it could be like, if we, I don't really want to go down this tangent, but it, it could be like for everyone kind of speculating he is a force user. Like his his big moment could be him using the force, whipping out his lightsaber and saving the day while dying, something like that. But yeah. I don't know if I need that. It's like I said, that, that it's just like there's so many fucking Jedi. Left, I don't think apparently that I'm Tony, wrong. Once we get to I don't think that Tony would do week, that either. <laughs> like no. To, Tony Tony would never like use the like the force gimmick to be like, look, I you know I, I agree. I'm a force guy. Like I just don't think that that's his style. Um, I, but, I mean, like he's, well, one, he's definitely dead too. I mean, like who, who would he sacrifice himself for? If anything, the mo- like the most obvious option would be for, for Cassian. And then that would give Cassian even more reason to like dedicate himself to this cause. Cause the right. person who like brought him into the fold, not only like gave him a purpose in life, but also saved his life. Um, I think that that would be like a very powerful testament to yeah, that or I mean, I, I could see the Mon thing, too, because those two have worked hand in hand on Coruscant for, since the beginning. Right. I mean, they, yeah, she's kind of been in it with him. Uh, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. All right, the, the, the second quote's stupid the more I read it. So I'm just going to move on here. Uh, real quick, before we get into the fan segment for episode 265, another quickie that dropped today over on Bestman Bulletin, just too uh, lazy to do it myself. I saw this one. Uh, but essentially, Katie was at a, a you know fan expo this weekend. She does a lot of those, and I don't blame her. She probably makes a ton of money and barely has money, to work money. these days. 
Yeah, because she's. I mean, you got to think about the geeky shit she's in. She doesn't have to act the rest of her life. Oh yeah, she I mean, to. she's in fucking she Galactica. Still make close to Riddick. Yeah. This like. Yep. Yeah. Yep. She's, yep. Yep. And yep. <laughs> so, anyways, Nick, she was out there, uh, kind of a Q and A, and a fan asked her 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 favorite or most emotional scene between Bo and Din from from season three, and and Katie quickly went to the moment where they're on that ship and. You know, he he essentially says your song is is not yet written, right? And the interesting thing here is, that, uh, accordingly, and th- this I know some people are like, oh, it's a deleted scene; it was cut. I, I mean, if you really listen to how she said it, uh, after they they filmed that scene, it sounds like Brendan <laughs> kind of reached in and, and they kissed with their helmets on. Mm-hmm. And you know, obviously, the fandom's gone nuts. Uh, Katie herself did say she would ship Bo and Din. Uh, I would ship Bo and Din. I'm in the 2%. So anything with Bo potentially losing articles of clothing is okay with me. But a lot of, you know, obviously the clickbaiters out there, they've ran with this like, oh, there's a cutscene. Din and Bo were supposed to kiss. No, that but, was no, I'm not a cutscene. That was an outtake. No, if, exactly. Exactly. If you, if, you, if you read exactly what she says, which Bespin has, or if you just watch the the Q&A, it's, you can tell it was kind of in a, a joking way. It wasn't something that was meant. Yeah. It wasn't something that was in the script. It was just, it sounded yeah. like Brendan was just kind of Fucking trying around. to be funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, like, it would be one thing if it was a cut scene where it was, like, scripted as such, and then they filmed it and removed it. But oh, it's, dude, just yeah. go, you know, search, search on the internet. Deleted scene. Bo and Mando kiss. Fuck Disney. You know, it's one, it's one of these things. Yeah. No. Uh, the only other thing of note coming out of this, Nick, is that she said she spent a lot of time visiting the Ahsoka set. And uh, I know Tones, who who met Katie at Celebration, asked her some questions, said, hey, we're going to see you in the show. And she said, oh, yeah, made a good chance. And, you know, obviously she's not going to tell the truth. But the fact that she is self-admitted that she visited the set, I think it, it, it there's a strong case that 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 Bo could make it. it it's the same I, thing yeah. we said with Rex. I mean, Bo and Ahsoka have a legitimate bond and connection that goes back decades prior to the Mandoverse. So, um, I, I would I actually would really enjoy to see Bo in in Ahsoka, seeing those two link up and. And hopefully it's post what happened to Mando season three. I'd like to just get a quick check in on how Bo's doing. How's Mandalore, you know, checking out after they, they lit those forges. Uh, and bat, yeah, she, um, I wouldn't say she hinted herself, but when asked if she could potentially be in a Bo spinoff, all she did was smile. So I guess that technically could be a hint. Uh, you just don't know, but I, I can tell you right now, I'm all for it after season three, seeing what Katie did with Bo and how Bo has really been fleshed out, kind of been redeemed. I would really enjoy to see where this character goes from here. Even if we do see her story get written, that's okay with me. I I, I want to kind of see Bo Katan finish things out at this point in time. Yeah, no, I mean, it makes total sense that she would like that. She could make an appearance in the, uh, Ahsoka show, like you said, there there's a bond between those characters that stretch back decades. I mean, Bo owes Ahsoka big time, pretty 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 big, right? Yeah, I mean, like I it, mean, Ahsoka like, is, Ahsoka got Maul off the fucking planet. Yeah, I mean, and obviously there is like it's unquestionable that those two characters will come together again during like 
whether it be sooner or later in the Mandoverse, they are going to come together again for this big Dave Filoni event film. Like, clearly, she's going to be in it unless they decide to kill her, which would be <laughs> stupid as fuck to kill yeah, one no of way. your fan favorite characters before the big giant Endgame event. Um, so, like, they're going to come together anyway. It's just like, do you want to do it earlier or do you want to do it later? Um, but I do think that there would be a benefit, even if it is just like a moment of counsel or conversation yeah, sure. had between us. I, I mean, how Bo-Katan's the one that essentially reintroduced or didn't reintroduce, but but brought Ahsoka into the live action. Universe. Yeah, she She's was like, hey, go, go to Corvus. There's somebody here that you might want to talk to. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. OK, so that's that. And yes, I, I do. I love uh, Katie Sackoff is, I don't know. She's just fantastic. Great, great person to check in on IG. Definitely. All right. I, she's just fun. Like she it looks like fun. she has fun. I, I, uh, I don't know. I feel like we're of the same mindset here. Yeah. Give her a, I, I wish, I wish I was that writer that, that married her though. I'll tell you that. Okay. I love my wife. All right. Moving on, it's time for the fan segment, my friends. Coming at you a little quicker than usual, but that, you know, shows get a little slimmer on the summer. That's good for Nick and I's mental health. We do it every week, so don't forget. If, if, if you like to hear yourself being talked about, get involved. Best way to do that, Instagram, at Star Wars Time Show. We're going to do the question of the week first, posted every Tuesday in our stories and the profile. Look for it, leave a comment, and maybe you'll get picked. This week we had a plenty, so I might have went... A few too many, but mm. I knew we'd be uh, having a light show anyways. It seems, I don't know, I, I don't really know how this week's question was controversial, but it juiced the algo and we got plenty of thoughts. I think that like this has kind of been bouncing around the internet. Like I saw, in fact, when I went on Twitter earlier, Order 66 is trending. Like it's got yeah, like... Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's so... Because it, it is a thing. Like it, it, it's definitely a... A thing, and that's why I came up the question. The question, honestly, I I wrote that before I even found out that now Balin is also a survivor. I I took that out coming out of Jedi Survivor, and I learned, oh, there's Cal lived, Eno lived, Seer lived, and now this guy lived too. It's like, well, hey, everyone fucking lived. So I don't know. Got people talking though. Like people definitely had some some strong thoughts here. So let's get things switched up. The question of the week, if you haven't figured out, have too many Jedi survived Order sixty six at this point? And again, this this comes from a place of canon, not a place of yes, I understand galaxies are large and there there probably were lots of Jedi and there are only so many millions of clones, yada 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 yada. But we're literally told throughout the OT that you know Vader hunted down and extincted the Order. Yoda says, "Luke, you are the last, the last of the Jedi. You will be." Okay. So now, technically, I guess if they do kill off some of these OT, OT Jedi, which at this point would be Ezra and Cal. Ezra, Cal, yeah. I guess we're we're still somewhat. I mean, Ahso okay. like, what, like we know Ahsoka survives through. You can argue that she's well, not she's a Jedi not, the, the, anymore, right? So that that she has the caveat. So we, you know, we we she's not even in this discussion. Um, yeah. So here we go. We got a few. I'll start with the story. There's a long one coming up, but I really think that uh, that Connor had some good thoughts here. He usually does. So I, I gave him the floor today. 
All right, so here we go. I'll cover the stories and I'll let you go here. All right, this is coming from our boy Connor, Press Pause Photography. I'm torn on this question. I don't mind the quantity of Jedi who have survived Order 66. I think it adds weight to Ben's line in A New Hope about how Vader hunted down and destroyed the Jedi Knights. Where my problem is, is how many of those Jedi go on to survive through the OT. Ding, 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 ding. There's a lot of stakes and emotional weight to Luke being the last Jedi. Yoda's line weighs on Luke when gone am I. Knowing there's all these others out there makes it feel cheaper. Like it wouldn't have mattered if Luke failed because someone else would have swooped in. They've gotten away with some loopholes with a couple characters. Ahsoka's I am no Jedi and Ezra blasting off into the unknown reason. But I sincerely hope Cal doesn't make it to the OT, despite my love for the character. Vader should succeed in his mission to wipe out the Jedi. That's why Luke's subsequent success is so powerful. That's it. We're not taking any more comments. That's perfect. Because <laughs> that's what Nick and I said. All right. You see how this works here? Okay. Moving on. Ripic Tan. I'm always down to see more stories of how Order 66 changed lives across the galaxy. At this point, I'm not tired of the amount of Jedi. Okay, see? Like I said, varied responses. And yes, I was listening to Howard Stern when I took the screenshot. Tiny epic photos. Nah! If you think about the vastness of a galaxy, there were potentially thousands of Jedi scattered all over. There were like four to six million clones. So it would be less than 1% if like a dozen survived. A few dozen. Edit. All right. That, that's that, We got a lot of these. Yeah. It's like, hey, so, galaxy's big. Fuck it, right? <laughs> I think that like, and I'll, I'll get to it after, but I think that what pe- like, people are focusing too much on the number and not like, I'll, I'll get canon. to it after. Um, okay. All right. So I Mythos Boba it, says... Yes. For sure. At one point, it was exciting to find out more Jedi survived, such as Kanan. That was awesome, but it's also just getting ridiculous now. It's taking away from the actual seriousness of the Purge and now making me think, why the F didn't you all just get together and create a new order? There were basically enough of you. I'm not liking where the whole story and canon is at this point. And then one six photographer responds and says, especially when you read Shakti and Ayala, Sakura have have survived. Is that true? It did uh, Shakti's Shakti's fates all over the place. I, I can't comment on Isla, but Shakti's we saw, is I, odd. Isla, we saw her get murked on Felucia. Like she, right. she was the one who got absolutely shot but in the back so many times that she like. A, 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 I, I don't know if it's a legend comic or I believe it. That gets retconned a bit, and then Shakti. Literally, there's a cut scene where yeah, she, and, where, where Anakin fights her, but you never see it, so you don't know if she's well, gone or not. There's so, a cut scene knows. for Shakti in episode three where she gets fucking That's, stabbed through the chest by Grievous. Uh, well, uh, Anakin, I think. No, it was Grievous. It was on the okay. ship. Um, I, I mean, it, either way, I think it was Grievous, but it, it might have been Anakin. But either way, she died in that. No, that, you know what it is. Count. I think it's Grievous in in Gennady's Clone Wars, but then in live action, cut deleted scene. I think Anakin's the one that actually killed. It, it might have been. Yeah, it might have been that. Um, Calro Debro says at this point the question is why wasn't there a secret enclave where they tried to rebuild in hiding? I know Kenobi explains the Obi Wan was suffering from PTSD and focused on Luke, but the other Jedi couldn't restart. Uh, what was Yoda doing for 20 years because Fucking of rebels drugs. in the force unleashed? We know 
He was able to detect other Jedi. Was he knitting? Uh, yes, exactly. literally, like doing hardcore meth, yeah. fentanyl. I mean, that, that guy, like, he really hit rock bottom when he showed yeah. up on Dagobah. Uh, he said, uh, Eric Strawn says, no, weren't there over a thousand Jedi spread across the galaxy? How many survivors have there been? I think the Jedi Purge refers to the Empire wiping them out on Coruscant. How many got Obi-Wan's warning and went into hiding? But that wasn't true because, like, well, it's not true that the Jedi Purge refers to the wiping out on Coruscant because no. a majority of the Jedi that they showed being killed were on different Died planets. Off world. Yeah, right. they were on different planets. Um, and then the, 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 the true, like, the continuation of the Purge led by Vader, I mean, yeah, it's... It was- all over the place. I mean, we, we, we were seeing it in Kenobi. I mean, that that's we pick up with the Grand Inquisitor and the Inquisitors on Tatooine looking for Nare or whatever the fuck his name was. Yeah. Uh, and then the final one here from Darth DJP. Oh, Jesus. Um, he says, OGs will remember, but conceptually, the Jedi were envisioned way different before the PT released in 1999. It wasn't the Order with Padawans and a central hub on Coruscant, which is why Yoda said what he did to Luke. It was a loose collection of folks that trained a specific way, having said all that with 10,000 Jedi across the galaxy at the time of Order 66, there's no way all 10,000 were leading clones or next to clones Where's or frankly 10,000 come from. I would say like way. I think that like this is what's happening now like people are just pulling numbers out and they're like, "Well, if 1%, <laughs> like that's that's what I'm talking about the number thing. Like the number all of these yeah. numbers you've heard don't listen to any of them because nobody knows how many Jedi there were. There was no I, confirmed number I of Jedi. Like, I can almost say for a fact that during the prequel era, there were not 10,000 Jedi. No, of course not. Um, no, that maybe during their peak, maybe during maybe like the High Republic, Republic and a bit of the High Republic, but yeah, no like maybe like Old Republic, uh, like Jedi were fucking everywhere. Like Old Republic, gu- I guarantee you there were 10,000 or more yeah, Jedi. I feel like if you had 10,000 Jedi, you could take over any galaxy you wanted to. Yeah, exactly. That, so yeah, like th- it's not a numbers thing here. So like, like, but I'll, I will get to my point after this one because it's the last one. Um, okay. There's no way all 10,000 blah, blah, blah were around clones, Clone Wars. Honestly, it wasn't even important to kill every last one. It was more of killing off enough to destroy the knowledge and prevent the reformation of the order down the road. Plenty of Jedi became inquisitors or otherwise effed off after order 66. Anyone who was powerful or knowledgeable enough to reestablish the Jedi order was killed except Yoda, but Yoda couldn't just regroup. It was under his 200 plus year watch as grandmaster that the Sith continued to rise until order 66. I'm not sure anyone including himself would want Yoda back I'll, in charge. I'll give him that. Like, I, I've said yeah. that before. Yoda I mean, is probably one of the biggest fucking failures in the order. Yeah. I mean, okay, so let me give you my thoughts here. It, like I All like right, I was go. saying the whole time, it's not a numbers thing. It, it never was a numbers thing because you could have had 100 Jedi and killed 99 of them, whatever, uh, or 98 of them, obviously. Um, what, it, what it's getting to a point of it now is that you, you already know how the Force works. You already know that all of these Jedi can communicate with, with each other through the Force when they're alive. Happens all the time. Um, we already know that at the end of Episode 3, like, you know, Obi-Wan puts out the, 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 the distress call, essentially like, hey, just like, scatter, survive, don't come here. Where the issue pops up with the number of Jedi that are still living during the time period is... You like what they were doing at that time, like 
if there are like if there are collections of Jedi that are still alive that know that other Jedi are still alive, like why are you not? And, and this came up in one of the responses. Like, why are you not helping the Rebel Alliance? Like, you have to like. What fucking Jedi doesn't know that the that the Rebel Alliance is around? Like, like it, it was such an open secret even before the official attack uh, on Yavin Four that like you had fucking people from you had people from the Outer Rim on Tatooine that knew that the Rebel Alliance was forming and starting to like have these pockets of resistance across the galaxy. Like, where it becomes an issue is not that the the Jedi are alive and the number of Jedi that are alive. It's that there are all of these that, you know, whatever number that are alive that aren't helping in any way. Like, Thank you. Like, it's, you know, you see a few of them. Like, you see Kanan is trying to help. Like, Cal gets forced into trying to help because he broke his cover. But, like... Oh, and he goes, like, he Cal goes headfirst into fighting the Empire. There's no doubt about yeah, that. Yeah, like, it. why are all of these other Jedi not trying to help? Why are... Yes. Like, you know, and I Nick, think it's the same thing we've been saying about the sequels. Like, OK, if we're going to keep Grogu alive and Din alive and Bo alive, why aren't they fucking around helping out? Right. I yeah. mean, it, it's kind of the same conundrum. If you have these righteous people out there that are seeing action being taken on, on a grand scale, what the fuck are you doing? Exactly. Like it's and you, like. What are you going to say? Like, they're all scared. Bullshit. They're all scared. Like you at, at, at the time of of Yavin, it's it's been 20 years, 19 years since the the purge right. has happened and you've stayed alive all 20 years. And what are you telling me? You just living in a fucking cave like you have well, to Yoda, be. Yeah, that's what Yoda was doing. Yeah. I mean, you think about Yoda was just relying on Obi-Wan and Hope and the Skywalker twins. Yeah, I mean, like, out. he didn't have any other plan. He yeah. had no other plan. And, and, and this dude's just <laughs> making fucking goo paste that he eats every day in his little hovel. But right. like all of these other Jedi are like living lives undercover. And like at a certain point, there there, there comes a time where it's like it it is obvious that an open rebellion is happening and then it gets to a point where it's like it's obvious that an open rebellion is happening and that the rebellion is starting to actually like yeah, push right, back. Nick, they they blow up the fucking Death Star. Yeah. Like at that point, the Jedi should come out. Okay. Yeah. Get over yourself. You just you just saw a ragtag group with little fucking, you know, uh X Wings and a freighter blow up the most technological tear the Empire ever produced. And you're still going to sit there and be like, oh, I don't, I'm scared. Yeah, I mean, it's... Regular people! Luke was young with the Force! Yeah, I, I mean, and I see, like, BMAD's in here is like, they have PTSD, and, like, you know, everybody was checked out. But, like, that's the thing, is, like, at a certain... Yeah, it's like, I understand. Obi-Wan was checked out for 10 years. But, like, once you get to that point where it's, like... These rebels are not just like people who are waiting to get fucking axe murdered by the, the I empire. Got a, I got a point here for BMAD. Yeah. Like, but, think uh, about, okay, BMAD, real quick. If you're using the Obi-Wan example in his PTSD, yes, he was checked out for 10 years, but what snapped him right the fuck out? Once he traveled the galaxy and saw that they were fighting back against the empire. Yeah. Literally, that, that's what snapped Kenobi out of it. So that's what I think that's what we're saying. It's like, okay. 10 years, 20 years, sure, deal with your mental health. But you, once you start seeing these rebel cells get victories on a Death Star scale size, what are you doing? 
Yeah. I mean, like to me, if you are a Jedi, like if you are a Jedi that's like in hiding and you just haven't decided that like in in, in like you truly haven't decided to just like you abandon a shed, it shitty Jedi all. in the first place. If like if if you start to see the light fighting back and you choose not to for whatever reason, you were never really a yeah, true like, Jedi in the like first you, place. You weren't in it like you weren't in it. Like that's what they are, right? I mean, they 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 sacrifice they, themselves. They they take on they take on evil to protect the righteousness. Yeah, I mean, like he he like all of the Jedi were protectors of of peace and justice in the galaxy. Like that's what they said. And like now you have a like the most literal definition of like a grassroots uprising happening. And you're not gonna lend your expertise and skill, even no, no, even they're, they're in like a there flipping a coin. Is it gonna be Luke or is it gonna be Leia? Hopefully, one of them pans out. Yeah, I mean, like it's. It, it, I'm not even saying like fucking pick up your lightsaber and run out on the battlefield again. I'm saying like you could lend expertise in terms of like military competence because at the time of the end of the Grand Republic, that's what all Jedi were. Jedi right. were fucking were battlefield generals. generals. Like so. <laughs> Like you can't even like go in and like lend your expertise in terms of like battlefield preparation. Like you couldn't go and 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 use battle meditations or something like that to help right. like boost the forces of the rebellion. It just seems like, and, and I understand what people are saying. Like the number is small in the grand scheme of things, but it, it's not about the number. It's about the fact that the ones who did survive literally sat there and didn't do anything when the fate of the galaxy hung in the balance and there was a fighting chance. Like, that's what doesn't make yeah. sense in terms no, of, you. like, Order 66. That's why I said press pauses was, to me, like, if you, you know, you want to clear out all the fanboy stuff and I'm right, you're right, I'm wrong, I'm right type of shit. That, I think, that's where it's at. It's like, it's all fun and, and, and great that they, they survive, but... If you start having a, a like handfuls or tens or twenties of Jedi's that make it in through the OT, what were they doing? Yeah. Even when Luke makes himself known, what are you doing? Yeah, because at that point, like, like I'm I'm doing? a fucking Jedi. Like it, it, it is known. Like there is a nut. Like as soon as Luke comes out swinging a lightsaber and is like, oh my god, this guy who blew up the Death Star is now. A Jedi, like he's a, he's got his and, lightsaber. And Nick, that's a thing. Like after he blows up the Death Star, like his legend begins. Yeah, they don't quite know he's a Jedi at that point, but they're like, hey, this fucking this X-wing pilot took out this thing by himself. Yeah, I mean, like so, I think that like by the end of, or at least by the beginning of ROTJ, like it's it's gotta be well known that he's a fucking Jedi. Like the dude is is like basically on posters wearing a black suit and a, a green lightsaber. Like. <laughs> Like I, at that well, point, I, dude, that's why I love the comics because I'm, I'm still the, the most recent run of star Wars is covering the period in between empire and Jedi. And dude, he's all over the galaxy yeah, whipping his lightsaber out, wearing his blacks, trying to find, you know, Jedi books, this, that, and the other thing. Yeah. And I mean, like I can, I can understand up to the point of the first victory where it's like, we need to really fucking lay low. Sure. But like, sure. After like, after like victory, after victory, and then like Luke Skywalker's emergence and you really like, if you're a fucking Jedi too, and you hear the name Luke Skywalker, like you, come on, like, you know, you know who this guy yeah. is. Like, don't fuck around and pretend like you don't know what's going on here. Uh, 
So that's, you could use oh well they they scrubbed the Jedi archives so the, the Skywalker's name was, yeah. was removed <laughs> from the ledgers or whatever. Yeah, whatever yeah, you want to say, it, it, but like that's 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 the biggest issue that we're running into now. It's just right. that like even yeah, you are right. It's nothing to do with numbers. Yeah. It's, it's like I said, it's all about canon and narrative sense. Yeah, like even ten Jedi, like even if it's only ten Jedi that survived, even ten Jedi make a fucking huge difference in terms of your effectiveness in battle against an enemy that that right. is the size I mean, and dude, scope of the remember Empire. the clone wars one jedi per battalion and that was it you needed a jedi and some clones and you could fight wars yeah one jedi and clones imagine just 10 jedis fighting together yeah i mean like oh, if well. you it's just it doesn't it that's my struggle is just that it doesn't make and they all know that they're alive like you you know that they know that they're alive um, they, cut, they cut themselves off from the force. Yeah, like they Luke. they all Luke Skywalker themselves and are just drinking green milk on an island somewhere. Like, uh, so yeah, I mean that that's it's it, it was Sir, never Sir, a number. Sir thing. Dork, let's let's let Dork sum this up. He says, "I can't wait for stories far into the future, so we don't have to worry about stuff like this lining up." <laughs> yeah, no, I I, go, I, buddy. I agree. But as we all know, Jared. Star Wars takes place in a, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Yeah. So we're never going to get to Even Hamill, Hamill's out promoting that with the machine or whatever. And he's like, yo, dude, so fucking leave Luke alone. Like you got, you guys got a whole galaxy. Like, come on. Yeah. Like, you don't need Luke anymore. Leave me alone. So, uh, yeah. I mean, that, that's saying, could it be the will of the force laughing? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, that, that is my, uh, the, that that's my thought on where we are with order yeah, and you're right you're right everyone else is wrong so thank you <laughs> like, like it, oh, it, all yeah. right there Good we go stuff so i'm See, glad that the uh, i'm telling you go ahead go ahead i was, I was gonna say, say i'm glad that the, the question of the week <laughs> yeah got people up this time <laughs> it can be fun if people play that's what we're trying yeah. to tell you here I, i'll try i guess i should try more d- uh, divisive questions I didn't really think this one would would generate any feedback, yeah. but here we are. Yeah, I think it was like right. like the the Balin thing, the the Balin reveal plus the Jedi right. Survivor game being out now. Like yeah, people, just, and like, I know I think you and I before we broke for our break even talked about talk, it. Yeah, getting we did. Kinda, isn't it getting a little Jedi heavy now? Like was Order sixty six even real at this point in time? Yeah, I know. <laughs> It's, it's all like good we, people. We're just we're playing, having fun, spitballing on fake shit. So yeah, it's no, all right. That's that's how we do it here. Um, but Good yeah, thank, thank you all for participating in the question of the week this week. So hopefully you, you all come back and play in the question of the week next week. Um, but now we're going to move on to the top five Star Wars right. fan artist features of the week. To get involved in this segment, make sure to add tag at Star Wars Time Show on your Star Wars art posts on Instagram. That's how you get on Matt's radar uh, once you're on Matt's radar, he will decide to feature you on our feed for the week. And then once you're featured on the feed, I will see uh, your post and decide whether or not you make it into the top five for that week. So on your post on Instagram, add tag at Star Wars Time Show. Toss in the hashtag Star Wars Time Show on there too. That usage is climbing up every day. We're over 160,000 uses of the Star Wars Time hashtag or Star Wars Time Show hashtag on Instagram. So 
keep adding to that number. Uh, to kick off the top five for this week, we have at sunset underscore doom with an awesome Asajj Ventress shot. Hey, see, uh, she's got her night sister face tattoos. Yeah, she's got like her Morgan. face tattoos on there. So, like, maybe her and, and Morgan are, are from a, a a sister clan of night sisters or something like that. But um, I always like seeing Ventress shots because I feel like she's one of like the less loved characters in in the Star Wars toy oh, photography dude, I, scene. I see, I, I uh, yeah, toy photography. I thought you were talking about characters in general. No, I actually, no, no. I, I love Asajj, and I hate that she was kind of taken out in a book, comic books, or a book. Yeah. A book. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I think that like Asajj has a super awesome aesthetic that you really don't, I mean, like, I guess the closest character to her to her would be like Aura Singh, but, uh, she looks really cool. And in this shot in particular, I think it's a really good, uh, representation of her like post exile life. You just see her kind yeah. of like wrapped Reflecting. in her cloaks, like really just kind of hiding from the elements, uh, with this, like her long kind of night sister, uh, I guess it would be like like belt guard or uh, garb kind of uh, protruding from her cloak. Yeah, but it, it, it looks like it looks like Sunset grabbed a, a Jedi robe and threw it over, which is a really nice touch because she's yeah. she's wearing kind of her blue purple outfit mm-hmm. from the Clone Wars for those that are familiar. But then she's got a a Jedi robe over. Yeah, maybe that's Ray's Island Journey robe. E- either way, it's a nice little accoutrement that he added to Ventress that really sells the uh, portrait here. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a, an awesome representation of of Ventress probably after her time working for both Dooku and, and after the uh, extermination of the, uh, uh, of the night sisters. So Nick, uh, I got to bring this up because I just keep laughing at when I see it, especially after we said 10 Jedi could take on on the world. (laughs) Bat said like the battle of Geonosis. Yeah. "Yeah, You got me there, bro. We all know that that was a fucking... (laughs) I just said those were the flunkies that they sent in for cannon fodder. Yoda, Yoda knew who were the shitheads. He's like, all right, you yeah. guys, you guys go fight in the arena. We don't need you anymore. I mean, honestly, like <laughs> if you could afford to just like toss that many Jedi in the trash can, maybe there were 10,000. I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, I love it. Sometimes when I like make these statements and then people <laughs> remind me like, oh, there's a lot of fucking Jedi on Geonosis. They got fucked up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I will say that that's probably one of the worst scenes in in Star Wars. Yeah, I was gonna say, do you, do you see how they fight? I mean, it looked it's, like a bunch of slapdicks standing in front of blue screens. Those like, may not have at- even really been Jedi. Those may have just been people that they put in Jedi robes and tossed out there That's and was I like, mean. look, we yeah, gotta Yoda, make it Yoda seem Yoda like it's gonna be easy. Shelter. He hit the homeless shelter on Coruscant before he left. He's like, all right, come on. I got a job for you. I'll give you a lightsaber and new uh, clothes. They're like, yeah. yeah. And he drops them in the arena. And bleh, bleh, they're all dead like, in like two seconds. Yeah. He's like, we got to make these CIS guys really uh, feel like it's going to be an easy war. So let's just like uh, throw them out, throw out uh, not you, real you, Jedi. Yeah. All right, Bat. You got me there, buddy. You got me there. Made me yeah. laugh. You are right. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. Okay. Uh, all right. So next up in the top five, we have I, at. I want a fucking poster of this. Dude. Yeah, this one is is truly awesome. This is from at Lego Inspire, and what we see here is a Lego version of our favorite crusty, burnt up former Jedi, Anakin, aka Darth Vader, in the full Vader get up, but he's not wearing his helmet, so you can see all of his burn scars, and he is. I mean, it looks like he's just. 
I mean, is this Mustafar where he is right now? Yeah, I think I think he, here's how I kind of looked at it, Nick. And I, I think you're probably more correct with Mustafar. But I, I also like, oh, maybe this was after his battle with Obi-Wan. He's kind of walking out and the tie's coming to get him. It, it, I don't think it matters. The, the, yeah. the setting really doesn't matter. It's just it's a fucking killer Lego shot. I mean, it almost looks AI generated. Yeah, I mean, it's super awesome work. The background just fits the Vader character yeah. so well. And and like you said, having that tie kind of floating in the background behind him almost makes it seem like it was like his backup that, of course, Vader didn't need. And he just like laid waste to whatever enemies were in his way. Um, this is this is one version of Vader where I'd say he he almost looks more badass without his full helmet. Yeah, I don't usually say that because Vader usually looks like a fucking prune face without his helmet and he loses some of that intimidation factor. I don't know what it is about this one with the, the little mini fig Vader with no helmet, but he, he looks like an angry, imposing motherfucker. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So uh, beautiful work here from at Lego Inspire taking a, a figure that stands a couple centimeters tall and really makes it feel uh, imposing and exactly. Uh, Death, you know, a death bringer. Beautiful work. Uh, next up, Galagus Rax picks gives us an Wonderful awesome scene here. recreation here. Yeah, exactly. From uh, Return of the Jedi, the scene where where Palpatine comes on to the Death Star, and there's he's just flanked by all of the the workers, all of the Imperial, you know, the oh, Imperial yeah. guards come out with him, and then meets Vader before the uh, attack from the Rebel Alliance against Death Star 2. Uh, I mean, it's a it's like a spot-on scene recreation, even so much that, like, Galagus Rax picks, like, puts a little blur in the background to show motion as they're walking along uh, the, you know, from the, from the off-ramp. Great stuff. Again, as a... I guess I'm a casual toy photographer. I don't think I've actually shot a toy in, like, three or four months. But I, I, I kind of get it. You know, I get the business a little bit, Nick. And I just, I look at this like, man, what a setup. Like yeah. getting all those little dickheads to, to line up. And they're just the background. That's the best part. Like all those off Imperial officers and troopers in the background, they're just the background part of this shot. Oh, yeah. Yet they, you know, Gallagher's had to set every single one up, then lay up his foreground subjects. And it just everything is precise here. It, it is a spot on recreation. Yeah. Truly nailed it at Galagus Racks Picks on Instagram. Make sure to give him a follow. Uh, next up, one of our favorites at Visual Approach Photo at Visual Underscore Approach Underscore Photo on Instagram. Um, awesome tie interceptor shot as it flies away from uh, Vader's castle on Mustafar. This is definitely on Mustafar. We can tell you that for oh, sure. Yeah. So this is like this is almost like Vader. Uh, gets a call from Palpatine or something like that. He's like, "Hey, I need you in. I need you over here ASAP." Or I got a mission for you somewhere, and you got to get there fast. And you see him taking off from his castle and his Tie Interceptor on do a you, mission. Hey, do you like the Interceptor better than his actual Tie Advanced? I think for I, Vader, like the Interceptor just looks a little bit more sleek, right? Like I think right. it, like I, I, it does look more badass and almost more like his ETA two Jedi starfighter than what he does fly in his Tie Advanced. 
Yeah. I, either way, I just like that. I like that Vader had his own tie that no one else got to fly. Um, we we give visual approach photo artistic license to put Vader in an interceptor, but yeah. Um, you know, honestly, dude, and this is like super, uh, like minutia minutia. My favorite part of the shot is that Sean made the tie appear original trilogy blue. I, I just, that's something like only, you know, OT people will pick up on, but I don't know if he's corrected in the special editions, but in, in a lot of shots in the OT tie fighters are blue as fuck. I can remember my Kenner tie was blue. Like the toy literally was like this, this dark baby blue. So I, I just think that's a nice touch. Cause if you actually go look at the behind the scenes, this thing's gray. All right. Yeah. Just like they they're supposed to be. But the way George or the or ILM did it back then, they always looked blue. They put like so a I, like I, a cool filter on. It's a very it. nice touch. It's a very nice touch. It is. It's very, very small detail, but it uh, does make at, a difference. Look for, at Sir Dork throwing out Kylo's TIE fighter will always be my favorite. Look at that. I mean, Kylo's tie is pretty. It sick. is pretty cool. His is his is more of the interceptor for sure. Yeah, his got his the, the split wings, but a wider canopy or cockpit yeah for sure so uh but yeah i mean visual approach always puts out awesome work and uh yeah. this one is another example of that and again you you look at this and how could you ever argue that the empire didn't have the coolest fucking looking navy you know oh yeah i mean like come on it's not even close it's not if, even close if it was uh if it was like a which ships look cooler battle 100 percent uh, the empire would have won. I was, yeah, it's always that way. I, I've said that before. I mean, if they're like, Hey, you can only join the faction that has the coolest looking shit. I'd be like, all right, fuck it. I'm going, going to the empire. You yeah. I want to get myself in one of these ties, maybe a star destroyer, maybe super star destroyer. You never know. All right. Good stuff from visual underscore approach underscore photo. Good stuff. Next up. Is Dodonna's becoming like your muse, man? Yeah, I know. I mean, I like you've picked Dodonna like four or five times over the past month. Which I, I have. It's and I was like, as I was going along too, like I opened up a bunch of pictures, and I mean, obviously, this is a very Vader heavy top five, considering that four of the five are at least hey. on Mustafar or assumed He's to be the Vader. Man, dude, you can't deny it. Vader's can't the deny man. It. Always has been. Um, but yeah, I mean, Don Dada, Darth at Darth Don Dada on uh, Instagram has really. Uh, I don't know if he's just like picked up his game recently or if he's just like uh, like really sending out stuff that's like hitting the sweet spot for what I'm looking for. But this shot yeah. here of Vader again on Mustafar and again with his uh, his castle in the background is just it, it really does just like highlight this character in the best possible light, you know, and, and, and it's his, his loneliness. I, I yeah. really feel like this captures isolation Vader's never ending isolation and feeling of loneliness. I mean, that's, he just looks like he's out there feeling bad for himself and that's all Vader did. Yeah. And I mean, you can see again, like the ties in the background, but just like that, that like solitary stance staring off into the distance, his castle in the background. It, it's almost like yep. a, it, it and I think like the way that you could think about this shot in particular is like even Reverse though he has sons yeah like he has everything he has this this fleet of star or, or, or this fleet right. of tie uh, fighters at his beck and call he has a castle on a planet that he essentially rules from and he still stands alone like he still right. he stands has nothing. he in has isolation. everything but nothing 
Yeah. I mean, it's just a perfect uh, metaphor for what Anakin, like what the sacrifice Anakin made was. Like, yeah, he he made right. a sacrifice to where he is essentially the number two person in the galaxy, but he's also more alone than he's ever been in his entire life. Yeah, it's like I, I almost look at this now. And I, I do, I think about Luke staring into the twin suns and it is, it's kind of a, I mean, obviously there's, there's not a lot of sun on Mustafar cause it's, it's ash blotted out, but I, I'm kind of getting that same feeling, Nick, like he's, he's kind of looking out, like what is life about? What, what, what am I doing? Why am I here? Yeah. What, what is this life? Where have it, my choices led me? Where, where are the choices going to take me? Yeah. It's almost like the end, like the inverse of Luke, like Luke looking out onto the twin sons thinking like, what else is out there? Exactly. And And then he's like, you know, he knows what's out there. (laughs) Like it's, it's, yeah, you got it. That's what I was trying to say, but I'm dumb. So I'm glad you cleaned it up. But back to Darth, I I think it is. It's just, listen, man, if you, if you do something a lot and you stick to it and you dedicate yourself, you are going to improve. It's the 10,000 hours type of shit. And I'm just, I'm someone who was in the early class of the, the, the toy photogs and I have not put in my 10,000 hours. So, you know who else has really grown is um, action figure snaps. Or he really. has action figure oh, snaps yeah. was, all, was also in uh, consideration for the top five for sure. Yeah. Like, he, um, he had a little Power Rangers mashup this morning. That was pretty cool looking, but just, just his overall quality of shots have increased significantly. So send us some shirts, please. <laughs> you like that adrian Look at all that. right toss it right send in us idea. home nick that, yeah that is the end of the top five and that is the end of our show for this week good to be back after a two-week break um so matt close us out you got it my friend you got it it was fun you know what i, I thought this would be a, a quick little show but like i said nick and i can always find some nugget of interesting in the doldrums of a down summer period or star Wars period. So that's why we do what we do. That's why there is always time for star Wars time. Okay. We're not fucking around. We can do this in our sleep. You want me to do it again tomorrow? I would, if I felt like it, Mm -hmm. but I can always talk star Wars because we truly believe in our mantra that there's always time to do so. So if you liked what we do here, you know, some friends that may like it too, or if you're just fresh and you're considering, should I stay with these two schmoes? Well, then I ask you to just head on over to StarWarsTime.net, poke around, hit some of our socials, sub to the podcast so that this show gets put out on podcasts, uh, usually a day after we do the live. So we'd love for you to sub up on those platforms, leave those ratings and reviews, because that is what tells the machines that we're okay. Okay? These days, it's very important. You got to tell those machines, because now even the AIs are getting hooked into the internet and search engines and uh, you never know what the AI could return. Hey, what's the best Star Wars podcast? Well, according to me, it's not the Star Wars time show, okay? Because we need more ratings and reviews. So iTunes in particular, Spotify, Pandora, if you can do it, do it. If you're on YouTube right now, like, sub, notifications, clip this shit. If we said something stupid that you think could make us go viral, clip it, share it. We love you. StarWarsTime.net. You know what to do. You know what to do. All right, everyone. It's been real. We'll be back next week. Same time, same place. 
Um, I, I'm also going to tease we should have an episode of Scoundrels of the New Republic dropping. Uh, who knows? Maybe we'll we'll hope to record in June, maybe drop in July, something like that. We'll see. But until next week, everyone. May the force be with us. May the force be with you all. And remember, you got to tell all those people out there that don't listen that if they do listen to the Star Wars Time Show, that force we were just talking about will be with them, too. Catch you later. How you like that? New sign-off, bitches. Bitches.